attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep begins now. One minute and 15 seconds after the hour of five in this, the month of September in the year of our Lord, 2009. Thank you for coming along and making it part of your listening day. Live from the plushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of Rock 101 KUFO in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. This is my friend, this is the Rick Emerson Cavalcade of Whimsy. Thank you for joining us. Uh, my name is Rick Emerson alongside Sarah X. Dillon, Tim Riley, and uh, Greg Nibbler. You can reach us at 503 503-228-4101, 503-228-4101. 4101 on this uh, Tuesday, and if you want to text us, you can do that as well. It's 520-5520-51, or uh, we can be emailed. It is rick at rickemerson.com. Rick at rickemerson.com. Sarah with an H at KUFO.com. Tim at KUFO.com. Or uh, Greg Nibbler can be reached at N-I-B-L-E-R at KUFO.com. I'm just going to start everything off with this uh, email that I got. The first line of this really says it all. It says... These people in the truck are going to go insane. It's our... This was sent... Uh, let's see. This was sent at 11 o'clock last night. The subject line is, The truck people won't last three days. Rick, these truck people are going to go insane. It's hour 16 and they appear to have had little or no sleep. They're bouncing around and jingling bells and singing along insanely to some sort of raffy children's song that they're being barded, uh, bombarded with nonstop on repeat. Is KUFO doing this, by the way, or is a listener playing this? One dude in the truck sounds like he's already lost his mind, screaming, It's an effing phone! Your grandmother can even use the effing thing! And then he started screaming something about free abortions. I don't understand what's going on, Rick. Without sleep, these guys are done in 72 hours, guaranteed. Anyway, uh, so there you go. It, it really is... It looks like they're all sleeping right now. One of them was awake a few minutes ago, and he had this look on his face like, this is still going on. Oh God, where am I? Oh, for the love of... Uh, he, uh, he wraps it up by saying, yes, I know I should be doing something else with my time, and this is all really dumb, but I'm just worried that I'll turn... This is really the magic of it. He says, I'm just worried that I'll turn my head for a moment, and that's when something insane is going to happen, and I want to have witnessed it. So there you go. That's, uh, you can be watching the, uh, quote, folks in the truck. At uh, KUFO.com. It's television without commercials. It's it doesn't exactly, get much better than that. But I, th- I did catch last night, I don't know, maybe around, it was right before I went to bed, I don't know, maybe 9.45, 10 o'clock. Somebody was trying to snooze. Somebody's trying to catch a, a little bit of rest in the truck. And it was the thing you just described where they woke up. I think it was, what's her name? I think it was uh, Katie. Who, she had drifted off for just a second. And then she kind of woke with a start, and she had the big wide eyes, like those people who wake up inside the uh, grocery store in the mist. You know, <laughs> sort of wake up, and, ah, giant insects! Ah, oh, crap. Uh, I'm still here. All right, well, in any event, it is uh, 503-228-4101. We'll be checking in uh, later on the day with Court and Fatboy. They are uh, on location at, uh, at Dick Hanna's Giant Auto Mall in uh, Vancouver. Dick Hanna Dodge is where they are for KUFO's Survive It. 
and Drive It uh, contest, which kicked off yesterday about, uh, I don't know, 22 hours ago. So we were, um, Sarah and I were out there yesterday afternoon. We will have uh, some observations about that in a moment. Coming up later on today as well, we'll talk to uh, Don Taylor from Movies.com, Dax Holt from TMZ, and uh, without fail today, we will be able to get to the guy uh, who owns Hitler's Toilet. I mean, that's a thing that one can only put off for so many days, and then it just has to be gotten to. Uh, later on this week, by the way, we found out uh, yesterday, later on this week, we're going to talk uh, to Phyllis from The Office. She'll be joining us. That is on uh, Thursday. So it's going to be very exciting. Someone named Phyllis who works at this office? No, it's uh, Phyllis uh, Smith. She's uh, from uh, she's from The Office on uh, on NBC. I haven't watched that in the longest time. It's still there. It really is the greatest show. Here's the thing about The Office, real quickly. We'll talk more about this tomorrow and then Thursday when she's going to be on. The thing about The Office to me is The Office is like King of the Hill in that I watched King of the Hill real regularly for like the first year, two years it was on. I mean, I, it was sort of appointment viewing for me. And then I just kind of drifted away. And it's not like I ever started to dislike King of the Hill. It was just, you know, I just didn't really watch it all the time for some reason. I had stuff going on and whatever. But whenever I would sort of stumble across it, whenever it was on, like especially once it went into syndication, whenever I would actually sit and watch King of the Hill, I always was glad that I did. I mean, it was that never let you down. That was a show that was always rock solid. It was always there. So uh, The Office is actually going into syndication which I think is why she's... I think they're doing press to, to promote the fact that it's actually being syndicated as of, uh, I think, this month. So the, the Office is also a show that you don't have to watch every week because even though there's ongoing character development, you can sort of take some time off. You come back every time you watch it, man. Uh, that is a show that delivers. I mean, it's like a solid triple every time you watch uh, we're joined today, as always, by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon. Hello. How are you today? Hello. I can't stop watching the Survive and Drive a thing. Yeah, no. You, it, it does become tremendously addictive at a it certain is. point. You you can't look away. Well, the, especially being there yesterday, like seeing the free show in person. The potato-headed fellow is awake. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is the potato-headed fellow? The one that wears the glasses in the back seat. Oh, is that, uh, is that what's his guts? Is that Chad? That's Dustin. Dustin. It's Dustin. Wait a minute. Who's the one with the beard? That's Dustin. No, 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 no. Well, Dustin's the way here. They both have slight beards. Like Dustin's the smaller one with the glasses and the and the beard. Who's the guy that kind of looks like he should be a pro wrestler if the only guy he were that you taller? Kept commenting on how beautiful his eyes were. That it's not. Bad. No, see, that's the thing is they're not beautiful. They have beautiful eyes. They, see, he doesn't though. He has freaky. They're unnerving. I thought he was wearing like I thought he was wearing contact lenses at some point, like sort of Halloween contacts. He has these bizarrely piercing eyes, and I swear to God, it looks like his teeth have been filed down to points. Like D. Snyder did back in the eighties, he's got like really menacing teeth going on. There's something. Oh, there's a lady in the driver's seat who just woke up. That's no lady. That was my wife. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. It's a Henny Youngman thing. The I'm not entirely convinced that you can leave that uh, Chad guy alone when there's a full moon outside. I think he may in fact be the defense for the dark arts teacher for the first year at Hogwarts. That's just a. Uh... This is a theory I'm working on. I think Chad's going to break pretty quickly. Chad is going to be the first one out. That's my mm-hmm. prediction. No offense, Chad, if you're listening. I'm trying to undermine your spirit, but you're you're done. Even you're... though he has like the jingle bells, you know, attached to his pants, and is the most obnoxious one, I don't think that he's going to last. <laughs> I like guys with jingle bells attached to their pants. They're verbally hanging, Chad. No offense, Tim. That was a bit of a. You well, were it's, reaching. It's early. That was a stretch. It's early. Is this like a? Are, is this like a comedic calisthenics right now? You're sort of working out. You're trying to see where where all the humor lies. Trying to get in shape for the actual comedy later. Exactly. Uh, we will pay a visit to the news desk in just one moment. So, what were your thoughts about going out to the vehicle yesterday, sir? Um, it was pretty surreal, actually. I mean, it just looked so boring. They just have to sit in there forever. But at the same time, it's 
like simultaneously boring for them and fascinating for me. Well, th- see, and the more boring it becomes for them, it is sort of like this law of inverse proportions that the more unbelievably tedious it becomes for the guys in the truck, the more interesting it becomes for us because, uh, as uh, as that email noted, you just wait for the moment where they're going to snap like dry twigs. Mm-hmm. It's just the moment where somebody is just going to... You know there will reach a point where someone will just tear off part of their clothing and begin screaming and not stop. Oh, and, yeah. And then we'll have to come and take them away in a butterfly net. No, they all seem like they're already hanging on by a thread. Yeah. And it hasn't even... Well, now it's been... No, it hasn't even been 24 hours yet. Well, I mean, it's they are... Two hours. I mean, these are Americans, and they have been away from their television for almost a day. So, so. Th- th- do the supervisors there have a taser in case it's necessary? Well, can I just tell you this? There's one of the street teamers who I will not identify, but everybody who works here knows who I'm talking about. If you work at KUFO, if you work in this building... You know the street teamer to whom I'm referring. And street teamers, by the way, people don't know. So a street teamer is like a... Um, it's an entry-level job. Well, yeah. But they are the sort of... They are the uh, they are the catch-all employees. And I mean that in, in, in the best way possible. I, I, have, I really don't mean to sound snarky about it. I'm just saying street teamers are sort of floaters in the sense that anything that needs done, you know, they can do it. They yeah. sort of... Uh, you know, they are there to do whatever might need done at any moment. And it really is... It, is, it really is a great and sometimes thankless but really vital job. So I say this with the greatest of respect uh, for the street teamers. There is a certain street teamer who works for KUFO, and you just know that guy is making the case all the time to anybody who will listen that he needs a taser. I mean, you just know it. You just no, no, no. I mean, like in case like there might be some sort of security incident, and I might need to put a guy down. And just and he, as Chris Paddock said, he's just ready to go all observe and report like at any moment. Right. Oh my gosh, there are some people that you shouldn't be forced to look at when they wake up in the morning. Oh, Tim, you're going to have a great time out there. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about me for a second. No. I'm oh. Not, why would I be talking no. about you? It's not, it's not always about you. Well, because I am unpleasant. I uh, I just wondered if no, I was... No, I'm, I'm staring at this uh, the interior of this truck. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you clarified. I was just wondering if I was offending somehow, and I wasn't. If I had to go give myself a good scrubbing. At the news desk, it's your personal savior, Tim Riley. Ah. <laughs> news sounder. <coughs> ah, look over here. In the news with Tim Riley. Howdy, everyone. Good morning from the KUFO News Center, downtown Portland. 510 now. It's going to be the first day of fall today, but it is still technically summer. High temperatures today will be in the mid-90s. Brooke Wilberger's killer confessed and told the cops where he left her, her, her body to spare him the death penalty. Some people say he's getting off lightly. Joe Courtney faces a life sentence now. The location of her remains is being kept secret. Now, I, I'm, uh, th- I I was not going to go into the gory details. Well, no, I can read about them if they want. It's not even that. I mean, it's like I don't mean to make light of it. I really don't. I'm just uh, and, I, and I'm not I'm not trying to diminish the, the crime. I only kind of vaguely even remember what case this is. And, he, and here's why. Here's why I say that, because Sarah brought this up yesterday. Sarah and I were out at the survive it and drive it thing. And she's like, hey, the Brooke Wilberger guy, you know, confessed. And she actually had to show me a photograph just because there, it seems like there have been so many cases like this over Long the last couple of years. BYU student. See, but yep. I mean, but then I was confusing. I was confusing her with who's the chick that got kidnapped from Utah and then returned after a few years. You know, what I'm talking about the blonde girl. Yes, yep. Uh, yep. the one that they found like wandering around, who was like pretending to be the white. Yeah, and it's like right. she, it was like another thing like this. So this happened in Corval. This happened here in Corvallis. Uh, so it, I think it was when you showed me his mugshot that it all kind of came back to me. And see, mine, I just recognize her picture from seeing it everywhere. Elizabeth Smart. That's who we're thinking right. of. Yes. See, and I was confusing. 
This her. is a college girl. She was a college freshman at BYU. And I think I was also blending the 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 uh, uh, Miranda Gaddis Ashley Pond thing. Remember that guy? Oh, that really goes back. The hell was back that guy's name? Song days of murder. What was his name? Wade something or other. The guy who did that. In any event, but I was kind of conflating all of those cases. So this is the thing where they never found her. They, they, she just they, vanished they one not. day. Uh, but they found the remains. But she just was gone. Right. right? Yeah. And he has a creepy photograph. That's all I remember. Is the guys, the, the no, shot it, that they it, put it in the paper. Yeah, it was terrifying. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I wonder what's going to happen to him in the prison. It'll be very unpleasant. Well, that's what's supposed to happen. Very unpleasant that's thing. That's right, Tim. An elderly man attacked while walking his dog in Salem has died. 74-year-old Daryl Valentine suffered a stroke while recovering from the beating. Community colleges started classes this week, and they're filling up fast. Both PCC and Mount Hood Community Colleges have double-digit employment in- enrollment increases with a long waiting list and a rush for financial aid. The downside is a 10% drop in state funding and already depleted grant money. I, I live close to PCC, and it was gridlock on the road yesterday near Rock Creek with all the people like, going back to school. So people are unemployed. They're all going back to school, and that's where all the traffic is coming from. So. Now, is this, is, you said the grant money is depleted, but I mean that's... The grant money is gone. So it's uh, there. There is So this, it was sort of like the cash for clunkers of, uh, of college, it, and now that's gone away. It wasn't even there to begin with. <laughs> It was, you know, the the first thing that gets cut is money for education. We can't have the public be smart. We well, want no. them all to be right wing screamers at these rallies. Of course, so not. that's what happens. Uh, the recession is profoundly disrupting American life. More people are delaying marriage and home buying, turning to carpools instead of marriage, and stuck in ever worse traffic. Who wrote this story? Not one of these lines has anything to do with the other. Somebody who clearly was not able to get into PCC's How to Write a Basic Grammar mm-hmm. class. So a broad array of U.S. Census data has been released, and it shows a dip in foreign-born population last year to under 38 million after reaching an all-time high of 2007. I don't understand this story. None of these things have anything to do with each other. Correct. I'm going to keep going. And there's a carpooling thing, but people aren't getting married, but the foreign-born rate is down. Uh, but Correct. There's... People aren't getting married because they're carpooling, apparently. Health uh, care varied. Widely depending on region, based partly on levels of unemployment. Massachusetts, with its universal coverage law, had fewer than 20 uninsured residents. Uh, the lowest in the nation, Texas, had the highest score, well, because they don't care about people there at all. Uh, demographers, with the latest figures, are a striking confirmation of social impact. Preliminary data earlier this week uh, showed Americans were not moving. Has this story been translated from another language? I'm serious. I'm going to keep going here. (laughs) They're staying put in big cities rather than migrating to Sunbelt states because of frozen lines of credit. Okay, it's beginning to make sense. Mobility is at a 60-year low. Upending population trends ahead of the 2010 census that will be used to apportion house seats. Yeah, no, I'm it's confusing back. you even more as, as I go. I'm even confusing myself, and I pre-read this three times. It's turned into a Pravda article again. Uh, I will just we'll end this whole thing by just telling you, speaking of bad writing. One in eight workers, or 17.5 million, are out the door by 6 a.m. I just got this in my inbox just now. I'm looking at my email. Because sometimes we'll get these things that people pitching as guests or the people who have written books or they want us to interview some guy who has a, you know an article that he's written about something or other. This right says, uh, would you like to interview somebody about... Quote, I don't think this means what they think it means. Would you like to interview someone about, quote, juggling your job and baby, end quote. <laughs> so there you go. I Not think the, I, the answer is yes, by the way. Or baby shaking. Marital bliss is separate to nearly one in every three Americans, 15 and over, or 31% reported they have never been married. 
The highest level in a decade. So marital bliss is low. Because people are carpooling. Because, and, be, and they're not married. Apparently. Right. All right. Straight ahead, we have more news from Tim Riley coming up uh, later on today. We will talk to Gordon uh, Fatboy there out at uh, Survive It and Drive It at Dick Hanna Dodge, which is at the uh, intersection of Fourth Plain and Auto Mall Drive right there in Vancouver. The Rick Emerson Show continues next. Don't go anywhere. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland. Stay right there. This is the Rick Emerson Show. On Rock 101 KUFO. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. It is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for coming by. It's 503-228-4101. Later on this morning, we will talk to Court and Fatboy. They are out at uh, Dick Hanna Dodge for KUFO's Surviving and Driving Contest. So there was a bit of uh, controversy last night. It was, right as I was getting ready to go to bed, I started. Get, I was checking my uh, email. And, there, and Sarah, you were just noting this, actually. There's several listeners out there that are just, I think, who have probably not been to sleep since this started. They have been awake longer than the contestants because they've been obsessed with watching this on the cameras. Because you get the, we get the three different webcams. There's one that's outside the vehicle that goes right in the back seat. And then I think there's... Two inside, maybe? Is that the there's, deal? Is yeah, it... one inside, one in, uh, one in the front, one in the back, and then one on the outside. And then there's a microphone inside. So there's I got one guy this... rocking back and forth right now. I think really? he's about to snap. <laughs> Again? There's a guy, I, a, a, a person, it's a guy. There's a guy in there, I swear to God, he's got that Asperger's thing where he just twitches a lot and, you know, and then, and then it's just quiet for long periods of time. Greg says we're, we're wrong on the camera, by the way. What is, it, what is the deal with the cameras? Yeah, uh, there are two in front. There's one on the passenger side, one on the driver's side, mm-hmm. and then one overhead. Oh, I haven't been able to find the driver's side one. Where's the overhead Yeah, one? the driver's side one's right next to it. When you go to KUFO.com, there's three in a row. The one on the far left is the overhead shot, and then there's two on the inside, so you get like both. Oh, the overhead? Both. Okay, that's the one that goes in the back window from, no. from the engineering van. It doesn't go in the back window. It goes overhead, like it's an overhead shot of the truck and everything around it. What okay. is the, what is the, but what is the point of that? Like why why would you So it, you can see people around the truck. Oh, I see. So you can and see you there's can a see crowd. The actual truck. And, ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. So, anyway, so I was checking my email last night and this I got the, the, the an email from some guy. Oh, Jessica just woke up. Really? Oh, I think they're being messed with. Are they being Is this their do they have to rotate seats right now? No, cuz it's at the bottom of the hour. So it yeah, would be at the top all, of the hour. Yeah, they have for to some rotate reason, seats. They all just Bookups. I bet someone's out there messing with them. The email I got said, wait a minute, that Chad guy has earplugs. Is he allowed to have earplugs? I call shenanigans. And so, uh, being a dutiful squealer, I, uh, I text messaged Susan Reynolds and I said, hey, is Chad allowed to have earplugs? Just curious. Uh, just to see if she would, uh, you know, if she had heard anything about it. And she, it was funny because she said that she had already heard from people who were like, hey, I think one of the guys has earplugs. It's not allowed. And so they had looked into it, and apparently what happened is they had taken some of the... They'd been served food earlier, and they had... Uh, inexplicably, they had many napkins left over. And I guess they had started fashioning their own earplugs out of napkins, which is not strictly prohibited, because they were given the napkins. That's kind of um, awesome. And because you got the, the guy in there who's, like, convulsively jerking his jingle bells back and forth. Uh, and so I think that was the... You know what I'm talking about. And so I guess that I guess was I not see it. that was not forbidden as such. But yes, yeah, so the, the listeners have gone a little mental about this already. I would say easily as mental as the contestants themselves. At the news desk, your personal savior, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning from the KUFO News Center in downtown Portland, 528 now. High temperatures today will be in the mid-90s. Autumn officially begins at 218 this afternoon. 
The two men killed in that Forest Grove helicopter crash over the weekend were both certified pilots. The Washington County Sheriff's Office isn't sure who was the pilot at the time of the crash. To serve you better, Portland police are now handing out business cards. They're hoping to improve their public image in doing so. Why not ask for yours today? Looks like TGI Fridays is on the skids. More closures. The Vancouver and Tiger Deateries closed their door over the weekend. They claim it's temporary, but they always say that now. The Spokane TGI Fridays has closed its doors. There'll be nowhere to go for prom. Mm-mm. This is uh, chilling. A 911 call. Terrifying moments at a Fern Creek, Kentucky neighborhood home played out in a call from an 8-year-old girl. Police say she hid in the kitchen pantry and called 911. This after two strange men with guns chased her and her sister into the house. Oh, that's yeah, creepy. here it is. Is this going to freak one's out? Operate chambers, where's your emergency? Don't hang up on me. Whatever you do, are you hiding? Is that somebody talking in the background? Yeah. Who is that? Did you open it? Yeah. Open the door. Go out. Are you out? Tell me when you're outside the door. Now she's telling them to make a run for it. Oh, that's completely unnerving. So they run to the mother outside. Wait, so the so the mom is outside somewhere and the kids are inside? Wait, so what is... I, I'm unclear about what's happening at the end there. Okay, the, the mother is already outside. The mother saw the robber chase the kids in the house and already had called the cops. I, I don't understand. Okay. I mean, I'm trying, but the mother is not in the house. No, no, no. But I'm trying to figure, like, what do you mean the robber chased the kids into the house? The robber chased the kids in the house with a gun. That doesn't sound like a robber. That's, I mean, that's, that's just bizarre. Like, if the mom and the kids are outside and you're a robber. Well, I, I'm not sure where the mom was when it began. It's all very confusing. Did they get the guys at the end, yeah. though? I mean, the guys, mm-hmm. the guys got busted? Okay. Because at the end, it was like, all I could hear was just this wash of sound. Yeah. And what I hope was the savage beating of one of the suspects. It was all uh, very muddled. Here's uh, Tim Riley. Uh, police say a worker with the activist group Acorn, who was caught on video giving advice about human smuggling to a couple posing as a pimp and a prostitute, had reported the incident to authorities. National City, California police say Juan Carlos Vera contacted his cousin, a police detective, to get advice on what information is possible on human smuggling. Uh, Vera was secretly filmed August 18th as part of a young couple's high-profile expose. Police say he contacted law enforcement two days later. The detective consulted another police official who served on a federal human smuggling tax force, and he gave him more details. So apparently he's trying to clear himself here. The Acorn employee responded several days later and explained that the information he received was not true and he had been duped. Vera was fired on Thursday. Well, I'd like to know for the record, I don't know what Acorn is or what they really are supposed to do. To me, they're now just the pimp, prostitute, and smuggling folks. Yes. That's it. Like and apparently that's... they own a lot of real estate somehow. But, but didn't they do something with the election? Weren't they doing something with the Obama campaign or am I, am I making that up? Isn't that the thing, right? Didn't they work with? Didn't they work with the Democrats I, or with the, the with the or for Obama or something I during the so. election? I don't remember them at all. See yeah. that anything but, called Acorn, I can't really take seriously either. No, did, I just remember seeing there was something about like voters and registering and Democrats and Acorn. And why is something. it an Acorn and not a walnut? I don't know, and I'm wondering exactly how it is you get from registering voters to like smuggling people into being hookers. It, it seems can like, be done. Like a bit of a leap there. Also, the idea that a guy has. 
you know, that it's sort of like a Radio Shack in hell sort of thing. You've got questions about human smuggling. We, what questions could you have about human smuggling? It seems like it seems like that well, is the thing. best way to do it. Well, it, clearly the answer is that you uh, you rent yourself a uh, you, you rent yourself you know a ship that can uh, you know outrun the big uh, Carillion freighters and that uh, can do the uh, parcel run and little, no I'm just I'm oh, totally mangling the Star Trek quote the castle run in less than twelve and a half parsecs. Oh, I'm watching what I think is a bathroom break. All of a sudden, I looked up and everybody's out of the out of the truck. That's bizarre, really. They're gone. It's every three hours. Oh, but I guess if they get fifteen minute breaks, then it pushes it. On. Okay, yeah. then it pushes it by every. I was still back trying to do the Han Solo quote about uh, human smuggling. I was, maybe they all play the mass escape. I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the uh, the webcam here. So the truck is empty, and I'm trying to get a sense if it's become totally filthy or not. And it seems like it's... Oh, it was already filthy yesterday. It, it was already filthy, and as I described it yesterday, it's not that the truck itself had started to stink as such. It's just that, like, the protective coating of the new car smell was almost totally gone at that point. Because you figure it had that sort of great, like, new vehicle smell to it. That had been burned away. Uh, the initial layer of that, which I think well, is really... comes in a can. You can spray it back again. That was, and that's all that's standing between you and, like, the really bad funk. Uh, and so I would imagine that right about now, well, today's the day that it's going to hit, like, the mid-90s, right? Yes. I thought, here's another thing that I learned when we were out of the surviving driver thing yesterday. I thought that the truck was going to be on for periods of this, like, at least the battery. In other words, not maybe not the, you know, the engine. You don't want to sit and, you know, pollute the earth, I guess, you know. So I thought that they were going to have the truck battery on so they could have the radio or so that there might be some sort of air conditioning. The truck is not on at all, ever. There's nothing in the truck that is ever turned on. The cameras are there, but they've got, like, an external power source. So they're not going to have, there's going to be no fan. There's going to be no, no breeze of any kind except whatever Mother Nature might think to provide at any moment. So it's going to become, I would say... I mean, largely insufferable. I wonder in, if there are any thing. love connections developing yet. I think I saw a Chad giving Jessica the eyes a little bit yesterday. Really? Do you suppose that's something that Jessica wanted? Do you suppose that maybe was that while Jessica was asleep and unable to resist? I don't know. I'm thinking that maybe some fiancés might become ex-fiancés after this. I don't know. I, I mean, I I know that desperate times and people become comrades in arms and whatever it's like that oh, episode of degrees the smell of cheetos <laughs> oh. and when i smelled your domino scented sweat i knew that you were the woman for me it's very european uh, all right on that note we should take a break it's uh 503-228-4101 503-228 there's, there's a salesperson in the truck really yes <laughs> are they rummaging for loose change i don't know <laughs> i just have to eat something all right. Straight ahead, we continue live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Stay right there. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO. That's right. Coming up at 6 o'clock, we will talk to... I'm looking at the uh, the sort of schedule that we had the dry erase board on the uh, far end of the studio, and it just says 6 o'clock, Hitler's toilet. Really, I mean, that's... Does that, that not say it all? Come that on. is kind of the hook of the whole thing. Uh, Greg Kofeld is his name, and he is the proud owner of Hitler's Toilet. That's coming up at uh, 6 o'clock. 6.20, we'll talk to Court and Fatboy. They are out at Survive It and Drive It, taking place at Dick Hanna Dodge at the uh, Vancouver Auto Mall. That is at the uh, intersection of 4th Plain and Auto Mall Drive. So you can go out there. Uh, I mean, really, anytime, 24 hours a day is going on. And I think there's somebody, I mean, there are people there uh, all night long, and I think during the evening hours maybe like 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. I think there's some security guys they're kind of around to, you know to keep uh, you know to keep any sort of a ruckus down although from what Greg told me was it you that told me that the cops got called out last night because of that Raffi song that they were playing over and over again 
I'm sorry, did uh, we not have Greg? No, that was my moment. Right. Uh, apparently they were playing it so loud. Yeah, for two hours in a row they blasted them with the banana song until apparently the cops had to show up and ask them to turn it down. The banana what, song? What is the banana song? I, uh, I dropped that there in your... Uh, your folder. I think... Uh, Where would I find this? Under the RES folder. It and just says it? Banana Song. Banana Song. Okay, so this is apparently what uh, the folks in the truck were being subjected to. Uh, yet Rafi, by the way, uh, longtime listeners will know him as the Wibbledy Wobbledy Woo uh, guy. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a little bit of a callback. Okay, we're done. <laughs> At the news desk, it's your personal savior, Tim Riley. <laughs> Don't need to hear any more of that. With Tim Riley. Good morning from the KUFO News Center, downtown Portland, 545. It's also the first day of fall. Highs today will be in the mid-90s. For more bad news, Portland's unemployment rate is still going up. It is now 11.6%. It was 6% a year ago. 139,000 Oregonians are without work. Last January, now I should say that's in the metro area, not not Oregon itself, 139,000. The metro area has lost 65,000 jobs. That's 65,000 jobs. And that's, uh, well, up 6% than what it was. Oregon's unemployment rate also went up to 12.2% in August. A bear has drowned in a Medford Creek. After it was tranquilized, the bear was uh, seen in uh, downtown Medford, a biologist uh, told the newspaper they planned to tranquilize the bear and then release it into the mountains. Well, it didn't go well. The bear ran into the creek and lost consciousness. The uh, animal people and two others fought through blackberries in an effort to rescue the animal, but he couldn't pull him out of the water quick enough to save his life. The bear was about two years old. In Washington, D.C., you should be at the Value Voters Summit at the Omni Shoreham Hotel. These are some of the speeches that you're missing. Thugology, fighting the vast left-wing conspiracy. Activism and conservatism. Fit for a tea party. Marriage, why it's worth defending. What, who is running this? Why? What is, what is this seminar you're referring this to? This is the Value Voters Summit. Those oh, I see. With, with values. I, mean, when you say, I didn't realize that was a capital V with a little trademark symbol next to it, value. A session on new masculinity went deep into the reasons why and how. Conservatives could prevent children from entering premarital domestic partnerships or from embracing the malady of homosexuality. Michael Schwartz, the chief of staff of Senator Tom Coburn, a Republican of Oklahoma, a vast brain trust himself, told the audience that praising uh, one's parents in nightly prayers could enforce the notion of marriage and telling children that all pornography is homosexual pornography will prevent them from becoming perverted. I saw that article this morning. I had no idea this was the same thing that you were reading just now. I saw that. So the guy was noting that all porn will turn you gay. Yes, all of it, all, all of it. it, all of it, everywhere. It doesn't matter what you're seeing. It could be... I mean, it, it just it could be Jenna Jameson and Jenna Hayes uh, together with a side of Rebecca Lord. Doesn't matter. It, it all turns you the gay, every single bit of it. So meanwhile, uh, reporters from both MSNBC and Fox were booted from this voter value summit for what they say was being loud and rude. Here's the, uh, let me 
pop this up again. I turned off my volume for being loud and rude. You're invited guests. That's too bad. And we're doing live You're television. You're being rude. You can get out of here. There's a gentleman who's trying to crowd into my live shot right now, uh, trying to prevent us from continuing our work here. Excuse me, sir. I'm doing my job. I'm a reporter, and we're actually showing your event on television. Would you mind? This is about Ma'am? the rudest thing. We're trying to be white. We're on live with MSNBC. Please don't touch the microphone. Tell us, tell us what your thought is. My thought is that you are rude. I'm doing my job. You stop. Excuse me, sir. You're interrupting my work. All these guys totally want to make out. Please, you're causing a disturbance. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's just at any moment. So the just, reporters be rude to the guy. I, I, I frankly, I, I don't know. It's just such a, it's just such a weird, it's just such a weird melange of sound that I was having, uh, I was having difficulty discerning it. But I was actually reflecting on the fact that this. We were talking. We, we talked about it the other day, but it feels very much like the early to mid '90s in some ways because you got the weird, uh, like the weird domestic uh, attention with the president, and the, you know all the division in the electorate, and the polarization of you know the left and the right and whatever. But during the '90s, there was this whole thing that started where it was like men embracing their mandom again. I guess it's like some sort of a, you know, some sort of a way to fight creeping liberalism. And in the '90s, there was this there was this book called Iron John that all these the, the, the people kept pushing as like the you know the, the return to real masculinity. And it always involved a bunch of guys. It always involved dudes and you know the, like going to camp out in the woods together to drink and like hit a drum or something. It was all very uh, it's all very uh, weird. All right, here's Tim Riley. Then to make matters worse, Sally Field says some people against the president's health care bill are mentally ill and should be locked away. There will be those people who attack him. Some of those people are completely insane and need to be taken right away. And, and the health care system needs to be applied to them because they're mentally ill and they need some help. But then others, you know, have, have it's legitimate that we should be having this debate that should have been going on a long time ago. Let me just say this: A, I, Sally Field, not she unlike really old. Who was the woman I was saying? I've already she can forgotten. Never be again. a guest here. Who was the Who was the woman I was saying yesterday? I forgot that she'd even existed. Jenna Elfman. I forgot oh, that. Yeah. I, see, it took me a second. My brain had already like the instant I was done talking about her yesterday. My brain put her back into deep storage. It's like when your email offers to archive things. You're no. It looks like they're unused icons on your desktop. Would you like me to put the Jenna Elfman uh, icon in deep, deep storage? So I forgot that Sally Field existed. You know who oh, else I, I forgot love about? Her. I can never forget about. Her. She looks terrific for her age. <laughs> Does she really? Yeah. Not She's like amazing. Uh, not like Emo Phillips. She still looks the same way she did in the sixties. What's she, that? She put back on her flying nun hat and she'd be fine. Do you guys know that movie that she made when she was younger? That she's like schizophrenic or something has split personalities. You're not thinking of. Uh... Now, are you thinking of a sterile cuckoo with uh, Liza Minnelli? No, 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 no. Okay, never mind. I thought that you might know it off the top of your head. No, I. Uh, all I know is this: is that she was re- uh, uh, Sally Field was really hot in. Um, what was the movie where she? Uh, Norma Ray, where she's the union organizer, uh-huh. and there's that great scene where she holds up the union sign in the sweatshop or whatever, and looks uh, looks completely and, and totally humpable. Sybil. That's what I was thinking of. Was she in Sybil? I don't think I ever saw the movie oh, of Sybil. Oh, that movie is awesome. You know, totally I've never creepy. seen Sybil either, but I, it's referred to in pop culture constantly. So oh. much that I think I've seen it. Yeah. That's my It's like Gone with the Wind. Like, I've never seen Gone with the Wind, but I sort of feel like I have. Yeah. Yeah, no, she can play a good, good, crazy person. Oh, no, I she, love her. Uh, you know, she was also hot in this. Even when she was, I mean, I guess she wasn't that old. I mean, she was like, I mean, by Hollywood standards, I mean, she was, you know, she was in middle age or whatever. But I think when she was like maybe late 30s, she was in that movie Murphy's Romance with James Garner. Which is sort of great, except the, the movie constantly was putting the image in your head of James Garner, uh, James Garner, like, you know, the, 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 giving it to uh, 
giving it to Sally Field like over a kitchen table or something, if I remember correctly. It was all very weird. It was like about this like late life romance for James Garner where he, as he put it, sometimes I come over for dinner and breakfast. And, you know, Sally Field, yes. But James Garner's a guy I don't like to think about in the altogether. James Garner, dead or alive? Dead. Really? Yes. Now, do you know that definitively? I think he's alive. I think it was one of the last year's deaths. Unless I'm thinking of somebody else. I think you're thinking of somebody somebody else. I'm going to double check. I think James Garner is still alive. All right. Straight ahead. Uh, we, uh, we'll be I haven't talking... been wrong today yet. Well, you know, it's it's 5.53, so I mean, you know, you've, no pressure. You've only got three hours to keep the streak up. All right. Sybil, yeah, so somebody's uh, noting that it is Sybil. She looks hot there. And also, yeah, I mean, not only did I mangle the thing well, about... you love it because she's mental in it, too. Really? Uh-huh. Hot mental? Hot mental, yeah. Is Sybil the thing where she has, like, five personalities or something? Yes. All right. Is one of them? Is one of them have like uncontrollable nymphomania? Yes, one of them's just super slutty, Rick. Awesome. <laughs> no. And I mangled the Star Wars thing earlier. Uh, and I said Star Trek. So there you go. So I'm accruing all of my mistakes and Tim's. Next, Darn Hitler's it, toilet he's guy. Still alive. <laughs> hey, stay there. KUFO. KUFO. Portland. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Greetings and salutations to you, seekers of whimsy. Uh, it is Rock 101 KUFO. It's Tuesday morning. It's 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. You can also text if you like at 52051. Coming up at 620, we'll talk to Court and Fatboy. They are out of Dick Hanna Dodge for KUFO's Survive It and Drive It contest. Uh, so I guess they got out of the vehicle, what, about 45 minutes ago. So now they're back inside. They've been back in for half an hour. Another two and a half hours uh, before they can uh, oh my God, move, they adjust, get out. Well, I've, I mean, I don't think it's just that they look miserable. Look at his face. Oh, uh, <laughs> that is, is Dustin, he right? His blanket. Yeah, that's uh, a whoopee, Tim. I think you want to use the correct terminology there. It's a whoopee. It's a whoop- no one, no one wants to suck on that. All right, moving forward, uh, in just a moment, we're going to uh, talk to Greg Kofeld. He is the owner of, yes, Hitler's Toilet. So uh, we had this all kind of racked up uh, for yesterday, but between him actually having to run a business, you know, he's not just the Hitler's, you know, you can't feed your family with a codpiece or with Hitler's Toilet. So he actually has to run a garage at some points during the day. And then we and were busy. And he actually uh, needs a functional bathroom, you know? Well, it's, yeah, it's, but... it's his day job. That's right, Tim. He can't take it on tour all the time. And we were uh, busy packing uh, people into a van in Vancouver for them to bake in the sun. So it was a bit of a day yesterday. So we'll get to uh, him in just one moment. We will uh, bring on Greg Kofeld, who owns Hitler's Toilet. 620, uh, Gordon Fatboy will give us an update from Survive and Drive at 7 o'clock. Don Taylor from Movies.com. 8 o'clock, Dax Holt from TMZ. Tim Riley is tracking the following headlines for you on this Tuesday. The president says he was actually black before the election. Livestock is threatened by wolves throughout Oregon. And a man loses a $5 bet and drowns crossing a storm-flooded culvert. Is that a Darwin watch? It certainly is, yes. Awesome. So we have a double coming up. That'll be on the way. You want to listen for that? Also, a pair of tickets to see Pearl Jam, and uh, you'll get a copy of Backspacer, their new CD, uh, along with that as well. So be listening for all of that, plus a uh, Taser watch coming up. Oh, you know, and here's the thing. I won't reveal everything now, but we have uh, actually it's sort of a Taser watch and a half coming up. And so that'll be uh, sometime this hour, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, without further ado, it's 503-228-4101. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show, Mr. Greg Kofeld. Am I pronouncing that correctly, sir? Yeah, you got it right. Greg Kofeld. There's really no way to introduce you except to say that you are the man who owns Hitler's Toilet. So it's worth asking, how did how did you come to own Hitler's Toilet? How does something like that, I mean, was that something you were looking for in thrift stores or did it, uh, did it just appear in your life one day? Uh, well, when 
when I bought my business, it was a current resident in the home of the business. <laughs> now, your business is you run a uh, you run a garage in New Jersey, correct? Correct. Okay. How then did the toilet come to be in a garage in New Jersey? I mean, this sounds like a bad joke, where it's like a you know like a plumber and a priest and a kangaroo walk into a bar together with Hitler's toilet or whatever. But I mean, where did the toilet begin its life? Uh, it was on Hitler's private yacht called the Grill. Mm-hmm. The uh, yacht was acquired somehow through the the Navy got it, and when they were done using it, they put it up for salvage rights. And the town, right next to the town where the garage is in, uh, garage is in Florence, New Jersey. There's a town just north of us called Fieldsboro. There was this uh, marine salvage yard there who disassembled the yacht. And so when they they took out the toilet, I guess maybe nobody at the time thought, well, this might be worth something. We should just put it over here in this pile. And then the pile of stuff gets parted out, ends up in the garage. There you are. How did you come to discover that it was Hitler's toilet? The owners of the garage knew it when I when I actually bought the business. You know, they relayed the story to me, gave me the information, basically how it was acquired. The now, owner was putting in a bathroom. Is, is there any? Have you? Is there any way to sort of document this? In other words, like what? You know, what if somebody else claimed to have Hitler's toilet? Was there, is there any? You know, would you have any way to prove that you in fact were the owner of the authentic Hitler uh, commode? Well, there was, I don't know how many were on the yacht. It wasn't like it was a small little vessel. It was actually quite large, so it may have had several bathrooms on it, for all I know. Is it difficult to use the bathroom and not think about uh, World War II? I mean, do you think about Hitler every time you use the toilet? (laughs) I just use it. It's, It's fully functioning. I, you know, take a leak in it every day. You know, here's an interesting thought. If Hitler was using that toilet, it is conceivable that there's actually Adolf Hitler DNA in there somewhere. Um, Have you ever considered to yourself, well, maybe I ought to destroy this toilet for the good of all mankind? Nah, I just, until I can get another one, it's it's left in daily use. Talking to uh, Greg Kofeld, unbelievably, he owns Hitler's toilet. Do you ever have, like, neo-Nazis or somebody show up and, like, they figure this is the great way to pay tribute to their fallen leader. They'll buy his john and stick it in their bathroom in Idaho somewhere? You know, if it's the only few people have stopped by, inquired about it, the only thing is, it, right now it's a usable bathroom. If, until I have another one installed, it's, it stays in use. How much would it cost, do you think, to replace that lock, stock, and barrel? I uh, wouldn't have a clue, actually. I never looked into it. But, I mean, you know, like if somebody were to cover the cost of that, you'd sell them Hitler's toilet. Oh, in a heartbeat. All right. Awesome. All right, my friend. Thank you so much for spending a few uh, minutes with us, and you have a fantastic day, sir. Happy peeing. There we go. All right. That's uh, Greg Gofeld, owner of Hitler's Toilet. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Share your thoughts. We'd like to glean it from your brain, your tasty, tasty brain. The Rick Emerson Show returns. It's really hard to think today. This is Rock 101 KUFO. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. It is Tuesday morning. Thank you for joining us. It's 503-228-4101. Coming up at 7 o'clock, Don Taylor from Movies.com. Dax Holt from TMZ coming up at uh, 8 o'clock. Sometime uh, betwixt now and then we have a taser watch and a half. So it started with one taser watch. Then it became sort of a taser watch. Plus, a, like there's a bit of an addendum to it. There's an appendix to that now that we'll get to. Also, a double Darwin watch, which is just as satisfying as the Darwin watch is 
usually are. I mean, this is just gratifying, just sort of the, the deepest place. So we'll uh, get to that. Uh, Pearl Jam tickets at some point this morning. Be listening for Pearl Jam sometime between now and 9 a.m. When you hear Pearl Jam sometime between uh, now and 9 a.m., caller 10 at that point, and uh, you win yourself a pair of tickets to see the show, which is coming up this Saturday, uh, featuring special guest Ben Harper, Relentless 7. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. It happens uh, Saturday, Clark County Amphitheater, but you can win a pair of tickets if you hear them today before 9 o'clock. It'll be caller 10, and you also get a copy of their new CD, uh, Backspacer. In just a moment, we'll go to Court and Fatboy, who are out at Survive It and Drive It at Dick Canada Dodge in Vancouver. Tim Riley's tracking the following headlines on your Tuesday morning. It is the first day of fall, but temperatures will be in the mid-90s today. An unmarried pregnant teenager is shot to death at her birthday party. Yeah, that is a bad story. And we'll talk about the man tasered, the legless man in a wheelchair, at the mercy of the police. He's your morning ray of sunshine. He's Tim Riley. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time once again. Rock 101 KUFO's Survive It and Drive It Update. Live from Dickhanna Dodge in the giant Vancouver Auto Mall. So I don't know how many of y'all have seen the 1982 Fright Fest Creep Show, uh, written by Stephen King and directed by George Romero. But there's this Creep Show is a sort of horror anthology where there's five uh, 20 minute stories of terror that are put into one movie, sort of like a Tales from the Crypt kind of a thing. There's a story called The Crate, and The Crate is where Hal Holbrook discovers a box underneath a staircase, and in the box is a prehistoric uh, sort of uh, it's an Antarctic creature uh, that has been captured, put in the box, and then stuck underneath the staircase. He discovers it, the crate gets opened, and the monster inside this crate, which I would say measures around five by five, actually consumes four whole human beings. And at one point, Hal Holbrook says, I mean, where could they all go? How much room could be inside that thing? I was thinking about this yesterday, watching the webcam and seeing the apparently limitless uh, fistfuls of food that can be shoved into the faces of the four people inside the Dodge truck at Decanda Dodge for KUFO's Survive It and Drive It. Now with more on that firsthand, Court and Fatboy, hello. Uh, first up, I'd like to say uh, the crate was one of the most terrifying moments of, of my childhood. I watched that uh, at like midnight by myself in my basement, uh, and uh, I, I nearly uh, pooped myself. How old were you uh, when you watched that? Uh, seven, I think. So not quite old enough to be distracted by Adrian Barbeau's heaving bosoms. No, no, but uh, certainly old enough to uh, to be scared poopless uh, by the, uh, the the creature. <laughs> also, I don't know if you noticed, but Court is um, heterosexual, so anyone sexually attracted to Adrian Barbeau, you should probably check on. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about the four guys who are in the truck there, and they've been... I mean, I'm assuming they've been eating today because, like, you know, the earth is still spinning on its axis. So what is the general vibe of the contestants there? Well, uh, they do look a little weary. Uh, they obviously have not slept a whole lot because, uh, as you mentioned earlier, uh, they they were kept up by banana phone. Uh, some of our fantastic listeners came out here to make sure that nobody slept too much. Uh, so they, they apparently were pumping techno for a while. Uh, they did uh, banana phone by Raffi. Uh, people have been honking as they drive by. Apparently the, the cops have shown up several times, uh, mostly because of the techno. Um, but, but I, I'd like to call attention to um, what I think is the hero of day one. And uh, none of the heroes are in the truck because, pff, obviously. No, the hero is the security guard here on site. Um, what's your name, sir? Greg. All right, now, Greg, was it your idea to run Banana Phone nonstop on a loop? Uh, no, actually, it was our fans that came out that did it. It was pretty funny, but we decided to play it for two hours or more just to uh, annoy them in the truck. 
All right, and you told me now you have plans. That went over so well that um, you're going to go home and get your own DJ on and hook up a uh, endless loop of some of the most annoying 30-second memes that you can find on the Internet and blare that at top volume, correct? Yeah, I was thinking about making a disc and bringing out a discman and playing that for a couple hours and see how they feel. Awesome. See, that, that's, that, that's the hero of the story so yeah. far. The only person I've met who's truly managed to get what sort of torture we're supposed to apply to these morons. And just give me uh, one second here. Just for people who don't know, so I'm going to play just a, like uh, five or ten seconds of this Raffi song. It's called Banana Song. And so I guess this looped. Banana Phone. Banana Phone. Is that what it is? So it's Banana Phone. So it banana looped phone. for two hours, I guess, last night before the yeah. man showed up. So here you go. This is about ten seconds of what they were subjected to for 120 minutes. Well, oh, I'm sorry. That's uh, Here we go. And... <laughs> It's like in my head, I'm seeing one of those cartoons where they all look like Campbell's kids and they sing about the Muna and the Juna and the Spoona. So, exactly, uh, yes. All right. It, it, so, uh, they've been there for how many? It is what, 20? How many hours Almost now? 24 since hours. it started? It, yeah, basically 24 hours. Does anybody show any signs of cracking? Uh, no, nobody looks like they're, gonna, they're cracking just yet. Although, I did hear last night one of you tripped out and started yelling at somebody in response to their noise making which one was it who, who was yelling was it you chad i i you know i was just yelling to be annoying wasn't okay it? well no that, that that's what i understand i i know that's your entire game there so i i know that everything you bring into the truck has to stay in the truck and you would think that uh you know you'd want to you know keep the amount of things that you bring in like boxes and and stuff like that to a minimum it's been 24 hours and already there's two pizza boxes uh, and four uh, uh, sandwich boxes. Who Are you specifically trying to bring in stuff to make it as uncomfortable as possible? Sure, why not? <laughs> all right, there you go. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. They're all still smiling and giggling at each other, though, yeah. which tells me that I don't know if half these people in here really understand what it is they're trying to do. Like, they've been sitting in the truck and, like, making friends, essentially, and trying not to insult and or bug each other too much. Like, it's still on some sort of friendly level. Do you people understand that you will grow to hate each other and there's really no reason to try and keep up appearances? Yeah. yeah. Okay, no, no, you understand. I'm talking to the other three losers. Are, okay. <laughs> are, wow. are, 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 is there any, like, uh, insulting or anything going on yet? Um, not quite. Not, what the hell? Why? Why are you people still in the truck, honestly? <laughs> three of you are going to lose, and I've seen how two of you dress, and you obviously can't afford the payments. I know that for a fact. Why are you guys still in the truck? You don't Nothing. even have an answer. You're Nothing. looking at me dumbfounded. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, get out of the truck. You're not going to win. Save us all the time. I don't want to be up at 4 in the morning all week long. I don't. You you don't either. Get out of the truck. You're not going to win. You guys know you're not going to win. Just get out. So there you go. Uh, wow. So yes, uh, get him some coffee, buddy. <laughs> all right. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd, uh, we'd like to thank Court and Glenn Beck for being on stage and uh, on oh, site. Okay. No, no. You're getting it for that, man. Get off my that. phone. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll check back with you guys maybe uh, next hour because I know you live to be there. So uh, maybe yes. let's uh, just stretch this out as long as possible. Around this time uh, next hour, we'll check in and we'll see if anybody seems like they are teetering toward the precipice of mental collapse. I mean, I can only hope, and I think we all hope for that. You can.
can watch this, by the way, in real time at KUFO.com. And it is sort of strangely, the thing is, it, it becomes... It's it, hypnotic. It becomes like one of those magic eye paintings, you know, where at first it looks like one thing, then you start to see the hidden layers beneath. It's, and then you look up and you realize that like nine hours have gone by. Eat, <laughs> eat some more. Eat some more. Exactly. All right. Court and Fat Boy there at Dick Hannah Dodge at the corner of 4th Plain and Auto Mall Drive, ladies and gentlefolk. And it's coming up uh, next hour. We'll have another check-in with them. Also, sometime before 9 a.m., you're shot at Pearl Jam tickets. Don Taylor from Movies.com at 7th. Axholt from TMZ uh, at 8 o'clock. That was our Survive It and Drive It update. Rock 101 KUFO Survive It and Drive It. From Dick Hannah Dodge in the giant Vancouver Auto Mall. Who will win a Dodge Ram truck? Thanks to Domino's. Lazy Boy Furniture. Jackson's Food Stores. And 7-Up. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Broadcasting in low definition. Are you just going to let me bleed out? The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO. I don't really know what that would mean. Totally disturbs me. I have no idea why you said that. I don't know why it was... I'm not saying it's not compelling in some sort of (laughs) horrible way. I mean, bleed out. It, It must have been like a true blood thing. I hope. I hope so, too. Otherwise, it's just disturbing for no reason. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Good morning to you. It is Tuesday. It's 503-228-4101. Coming up at 7 o'clock, Don Taylor from Movies.com. 8 o'clock, Dax Holt uh, from TMZ. We have a uh, taser watch and a half. It's sort of a taser watch with a supplemental taser watch after that. Uh, double Darwin watch coming up as well. Plus, at some point between now and 9 a.m., you're going to hear a Pearl Jam song. When you uh, hear it, you'll be called at 10 at 503-228-4101. Not now. And you will win yourself a pair of tickets to see Pearl Jam this weekend. Clark County Amphitheater. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. Uh, you'll take home the uh, CD backspacer with that as well. At the news desk, your personal savior, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning from the KUFO News Center downtown Portland, 641. And it's the first day of fall, or will be, at approximately 218 this afternoon. Highs today are going to be in the mid-90s. That's still bad for fire season. Yes, even though fall is... Well, the end of fire season. It's still a threat out there. The Oregon Department of Forestry says easterly winds, which are normal in the fall, can easily kindle blazes by moving small, sparsome campfires to warming fires. They're asking you to be careful with fire, especially those half dozen people I see throw lit cigarettes out the window. Especially every if, day on the sunset. Especially if you're a guy named Chad. Who was it? Chad or Dustin? Who was the pyromaniac? Dustin. It was the guy who Dustin was on was. Thursday. So yeah, the guy, he has that quiet column of a, a pyromaniac. Well, you know, that is, uh, I'm just going to say this. There is the serial killer uh, triangle, they call it. That is uh, three behaviors which indicate that one has the propensity to, you know, have a basement full of cheerleaders. One of those things is setting fires. The other one is uh, wetting the bed. And then, like, if you've got a small pile of uh, animal bones somewhere in the backyard. Now, I don't have access to his, uh, his backyard or his house, so I don't really know what's there. I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there's a little dampness happening. Oh, man, you know, and you know, here's the thing. You know, they say one out of every five American adults does have some vestige of bedwetting uh, well into adulthood. That it takes some people, you know, that occasionally, that, especially under stressful circumstances, that can manifest itself. Yes, I dated one of them. That's right. Is dating you a stressful circumstance? <laughs> I'm sorry, no, it's, Sarah. I just, it's uh, no, it's just, uh, it's just sweat it's from um, the... Uh, it was the, cute at the beginning. <laughs> at first, his bedwetting was a real charmer. <laughs> I'm just saying the the odds are maybe not certain, but certainly not out of the question that one of the people in the uh, the truck there is going to have a. Uh, if they haven't already, if they're because they're hiding under those blankets, they could be all soppy. Ugh, oh. Just a bit of an ad hoc relaxing of the bladder. It's just all unfortunate. Here's Tim Riley. 
Beware of wolves. Many residents of Oregon say they received an increase in the amount of wolves. Officials with the Wildlife Department say the wolves keep the area wild and closer to nature, while residents with livestock say they feel the animals were frightened their livestock and caused damage. Members of a group called Defenders of Wolves say the wolves don't kill very much livestock and should simply be avoided. By the way, I saw the most righteous thing the other day. It's a webpage that's nothing but pictures of... How do I put this? It is a collection of pictures that people have found on the internet, but it is pictures of dudes who have posed themselves next to photos of wolves. In other words, they would go to like a guy's Facebook page and where it's like, you know, my name is John, you know, and some people say I look like a wolf. And then he, John will have put up a photograph of himself and then right next to that for comparison, a photograph of a wolf so you can see his true animal nature. So it is a collection of photographs from dudes who have compared themselves to wolves on their, uh, on their MySpace page. And it's just, it's righteous. Like, it's like half of them have also taken the trouble of putting like a moon somewhere in the background. Can we it's, please uh, to be finding wolves that look like ourselves? No, if I Yes, I find it all posted. No, it's, kind of like Sarah Jessica Parker looks like a horse.com. It's just, no, well, that's just a scientific fact. That's just, <laughs> The no. Rick Emerson show looks like wolves. If I get that, no, it'll be, we should get a photograph. We should have a shirt made that is the three of us standing on a log, uh, sort of in the dead of night underneath the full moon with and pine trees in the background. In the, like in the background on, uh, <laughs> yes, on the can. mountaintop with he'll be, the silhouette. He'll be standing on a castle raging at the heavens while holding a <laughs> goblet in his hand. With his snout pointed in the air. Here's Tim Riley. <laughs> Time for Double Darwin Watch. Here's your Double Darwin Watch for a Tuesday on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Feeling so bad, stuff is about to go down. Don't, don't, Tim Riley with your Double Darwin Watch. Number one. From Fruitland, New Mexico comes word. A Fruitland man celebrating the marriage of a family member died after falling out of a third-story window at the Best Western Inn. Darnell Jones, who's 25, was uh, pushed into the window after reenacting a move from the Ultimate Fighting Championship. <laughs> Paramedics conducting a CPR... It took him to original medical center where he's pronounced dead. He fell about 20 feet to the sidewalk below. It was horrifying for everyone, said Lenore, the assistant general manager of Best Western. It had been a quiet, sad, and somber day. Jones and other family members were drinking at the hotel room rented by Jones' cousin. There was definitely alcohol. The group was watching the Ultimate Fighting Championship and horseplay ensued. <laughs> Did it really? Yes. The window broke when Jones was pushed into it during a fight move. And fell below to the sidewalk. What better way to celebrate your nuptials than to go to the we- the uh, the best Western third floor, get all tanked up, watch the Ultimate Fighting Championship, and then uh, throw one another into a heavy window? I so, thought you had to be five feet or five floors up to kill yourself. Well, not if you're really motivated, well, I guess Sarah. Not That's if you, like land on your head. Not if you're an American. Yeah. Well, this took a considerable amount of force because the windows are thick; they're made of pure glass. So the condolences go out to the family from Best Western. Yes, yes. But uh, the rest of us simply thank you for increasing the mean IQ by probably half a point. At least two people died in floodwaters in Georgia, and a Tennessee man is missing after swimming into an overflowing ditch on a dare as rows of thunderstorms <laughs> drench the southeast, submerging major highways in the Atlanta area and prompting flood warnings. Rescuers in Tennessee were searching for a Chattanooga man who was swept into a culvert after boasting to friends and relatives that he could swim across the flooded ditch for $5. <laughs> 
I bet they were looking really hard Five for dollars. it. They're still searching for the body of 46-year-old Sylvester Kitchens. Uh, I'd like to, just on behalf of humanity, I would like to uh, to urge you to call off that search now. Just uh, signed, Planet Earth. Thank you. Firefighters rescued another man who tried to swim the ditch, whose name is Albert Miller. He was found clinging to a fence and sobbing. <laughs> where the water empties into a culvert. Uh, the nephew, 22-year-old Leslie Townsend, said uh, Mr. Kitchens was swept away when he tried to grab onto a garden hose that somebody had thrown to him to save his life. Hey, folks, I'm Mr. Kitchens. First of all, I'd like to... All right. By the way, you don't want to be found clinging onto a fence and sobbing. You will never again be able to uh, achieve or sustain as a man. Let's just... I mean, those days are over for you. All right. Well, there you go. And it is strangely appropriate that they threw a garden hose at him, by the way, which, which by the way, which did not help at all. So, it was awesome. probably slippery. There's your uh, double Darwin watch. Go, go. Another one bites the dust. Go, go, go. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone. And another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Yeah. Awesome. Here's Tim Riley at the news desk. This could be happening here. This comes to us from Massachusetts. Their Supreme Court has ruled that the state constitution allows police to break into your car and secretly install GPS devices, providing they have a warrant to do so. Uh, The court said using GPS devices is an investigative tool which can require police to secretly break into a vehicle to install the device. It does not violate the ban on unreasonable search and seizure. Well, they've got a warrant, I guess. I mean, not that I necessarily want the man to come uh, break into my stuff and be tracking me somehow, but... I mean, it'd be one thing if they were just able to come and do the, you know, what is it, the, uh, like the, the Beverly Hills Cop 2 thing or whatever, where they just stick the deal on the bottom of your car for no reason. But I guess if they got a warrant, then that means that a judge feels that you're probably up to no good, and at least they've, uh, and like they've been kicking in the window. Presumably they would uh, fix the car afterward, at least. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be all busted up because they don't want you to know that it's, uh, that it's happened. You know, here's the weird thing. So you got, do you have the, uh, do you have the TomTom? Is that your GPS? No, I have the Navigon. The Navigon, all right. So I, and I really, I have to say, I do love uh, my GPS. I One don't the, know how I lived without it before. Dude, I, and I know that we've been you saying, it's saving on numerous occasions. Oh, that, I'm terrible. Oh, that's my thing. I, the last time I went to Vancouver, like, I forgot it. Uh, it was, I left it at home for some reason. I think it was because we'd taken Lara's car somewhere and it was someplace we'd never been, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the point is, it was in her glove box. I get in my car, I'm driving off, and I get about, I don't know, maybe a third of the way there, and I think to myself, oh, God, should I, no, 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 I'll plunge on ahead. I think I may have developed inexplicably a sense of direction. No, that wasn't the case. You would have been the lost. worst caveman. No, I'd, I'd be dead. That's the thing is, I wouldn't have even, I mean. You would have been a cave boy. Laura, and you, and <laughs> and I would have been, been a Darwin watch. I would have been a Neanderthal uh, Darwin watch. Um. But as much as we're saying to people, hey, survive it and drive it, you can't miss it. Just go to the. I could miss it. Probably no one else. Tim and I, though. The first thing could I did was it. put in the. When I was still. You're going to Vancouver. No! I said, <laughs> well, what's the address? And I put it into the device. So I wouldn't forget. And now it's ready for me to go this afternoon. Yeah, no, and I'm completely unashamed. I use that thing to get everywhere. It doesn't matter. I don't give a rip. Um, what was my point here? Oh, but when you. Buy that thing. Uh, when you buy the TomTom GPS, which again, I'm not shilling for them. I'm just saying it's a great device. It actually says in big letters, because I think they figured out early on that people were sort of worried about this. It says, this device cannot be used to track your location, which just seems like a lie. That I mean, would that, be a lie. I mean, that is, I mean, the that's. TomTom wouldn't lie. But I mean, isn't by definition the GPS in existence to track your location? Because yeah. otherwise, how does it know where you are and where you're supposed to turn? I mean, I think that should, I'm not trying to, you know, to, to, to like rip on it's, the TomTom folks. It's privacy. That's, I mean, it's the illusion of privacy. I mean, it's it, like, the Stasi is here at your service. It doesn't, 
I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that, like, uh, you know, what's his name? Like, Arvis Sloan is necessarily going to be monitoring me everywhere I go. But it seems like they certainly could. Otherwise, the thing would just be uh, ineffective. Otherwise, it would just be a, it would be a purely cosmetic device. Otherwise, Let's do one more here and then we'll take a break. Well, the new Nano is a no-no at some health clubs. You know. Yes, the controversy is brewing over the video camera and recording feature that is now included with the new Nano, making the popular music player at gyms and health club a potential tool to violate somebody's privacy. I mean, people don't want their sloth recorded and shown back to other people because, Arf. I mean, people's clothing does tighten up when they exercise, probably exposing a little more flesh than they like the general public to see. You can also take them into locker rooms... See, sometimes when you get that particular tone of voice, I can't tell if you are talking about yourself or if you're talking about other people no, that I, you I, don't I, wish to see. I, I, don't, I do not belong to a health club, and I lost my iPod a long time ago. Oh, yeah, but you just wear your my, headphones and pretend you have ones so that nobody will talk to you. That's correct. But, but that's not the, the issue here. I like your answer to that was just to list the various uh, misfortunes that had befallen you with an increasingly sad tone of voice. But I mean, the, I, I hope I answered the concerns. I, because you, you have two modes. You have the sort of like, I don't wish uh, to have my privacy intruded upon. But you also have a second and similar tone of voice, which is the, I don't wish to see someone from Vancouver having any part of their body exposed. It's the sort of disdain for others. And I couldn't quite tell which... Which one that one was. Also, if you're Anderson Cooper and somebody takes a camera in, uh, they're going to reveal that you're a never nude. Yeah, allegedly. I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. It's 503-228-4101 coming up at 7 o'clock, top of the hour. Don Taylor from Movies.com. Dax Holt at 8 o'clock sometime before 9 a.m. You have a chance at Pearl Jam tickets and another update from Surviving and Driving. Stay there. Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. KUFO. Portland. It's a Rick Emerson show on Rock 101 KUFO. Good morning to you. It is Tuesday. It's 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. Coming up at uh, 720, we'll talk to you, Court and Fatboy. They are out at uh, KUFO's Survive It and Drive It contest. Deckhand Dodge at the intersection of 4th Plain and uh, Auto Mall Drive right there in Vancouver. Don Taylor also on the way from Movies.com. We'll talk about DVD releases. And I'm, by the way... I'm going to mention to her that I'm halfway through that dead girl film she recommended. Uh, and I typically, I'm, I try not to be one of those guys that watches movies sort of in increments. Uh, but something came out, I got interrupted halfway through and I haven't been able to finish it. But I'm halfway through that uh, movie, which I can only describe as sort of like River's Edge uh, meets, um, I mean, it's basically River's Edge with with a zombie. Ooh, River's and, Edge. And a little bit of Boxing Helena in there, but sort of drained of any and all eroticism that might have made Boxing Helena uh, appealing when I was like 13. So it's just altogether very... It's just a movie that fills you with ick. You just want to go find a bright, happy place and just kind of sit in the sun for a while after you watch it. Anyway, so uh, Don Taylor with DVD releases coming up at uh, 7.40 later this hour. 7.20, Court and Fatboy. Uh, right now, Tim Riley at the news desk. <laughs> In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning from the KUFO News Center at downtown Portland. 704, the first day of fall. High temperatures today will be in the mid-90s. Five years after college student Brooke Wilberger disappeared, a man arrested in her abduction pled guilty to murder and pointed police in the right direction to where he buried her body along the rugged Oregon coast. 
Uh, they're still not telling us specifically where that is as they continue to collect evidence. Defendant Joel Courtney avoided a possible death sentence by pleading guilty yesterday to aggravated murder after revealing the location of Wilberger's remains. New census data shows one in five Oregon adults was uninsured last year. That's a lot of people. As a matter of fact, 614,000 did not have insurance. President Obama yucked it up with David Letterman last night, talking about some policy issues. He also talked about being black. First of all, I think it's important to, uh, to realize that uh, I was actually black before the election. So, so really, this is true. This is true. So, how uh, and how long America- have you been a black man? <laughs> some politicians can't take criticism personally. Whenever a, a president tries to bring about significant changes, particularly during times of economic unease, then there is a certain segment of the population that gets uh, very riled up. Those are the people who like to yell and scream. This is not untypical. Uh, you know, uh, one of the things you sign up for in politics is, is folks yell at you. So Bill Clinton was on Larry King last night, and he said, well, there are some extremists who would prefer not to have an African-American president. It's not necessarily a racial issue. I don't believe that all the people that oppose him on health care and all the conservatives are racist. And I believe if he were white, every single person who opposes him now would be opposing him then. Well, you and I have made several observations about it. This is just like living in one big flashback. Because there's a great book called The Agenda by Bob Woodward, which talks about the first term of the Clinton presidency and how health care just became this, 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 this giant Cambodia of an issue. Hillary Clinton was, was entrenched within that just sunk the first half you know, of that. Um, but it sort of is like everybody who hated Bill Clinton. It's like when you're playing a team that you played some time ago and you just dust off the old playbook and go right back to it. It all seems very, very familiar. Time for a Taser Watch. Here's your Taser Watch for Tuesday on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. I don't know how I live without this. It's not just the GPS. Uh, I don't know how I lived without that Taser Watch theme. That really is one of the best things I've ever heard. Here's Tim Riley. From California comes where the Merced Police Department's Internal Affairs Division is investigating a complaint alleging that an officer twice used a taser against an unarmed, wheelchair-bound man who had no legs. The man who was tasered, 40-year-old Gregory Williams, a double-leg amputee, spent six days in jail on suspicion of domestic violence and resisting arrest. Although the Merced County District Attorney's Office hasn't filed charges in the case. Williams, who was How hard could you resist arrest if you don't have any legs? I, I, I mean, you're in a chair. It seems like it really is. That's what handles are for. It's just sort of a look over there. Out to the car. I mean, I, I don't understand. I, there's logistics here that I don't quite get. So he was released from jail on Friday and has said he was violently manhandled and tasered by police, even though he claims he was never physically aggressive toward the officers or resisting arrest. Even worse for him, Williams said he was publicly humiliated after his pants fell down during the incident. The officers allegedly left him outdoors in broad daylight, handcuffed on the pavement, nude below the waist, with no legs. The arrest also left him with an injured shoulder, limiting his mobility in his wheelchair. I'm so confused. If you're in your, how do your pants fall down if you're in a wheelchair? 
Maybe he's they either, just kind of shimmied down. They shim, I was just going to say, that he, they shimmied down. He, he apparently is very skilled in some sort of body motion that is not available to us uh, regular-legged folks. Is he especially handy capable? Is is that the, is this a deal? Is this like how like when you uh, like if you lose your sight, your other senses come alive? Like when you when you lose your legs, does he somehow develop like uh, like Plastic Man hands or whatever? They can like reach across the room. It makes well, it doesn't make any sense he, at all. He only has withered uh, stumps of skin. Uh, where his lower legs once were. Oh, I thought you meant like for hands or something. No, no. Okay, so the hands are not well. I, I mean, I guess you could. I guess you could engage in domestic assault, like if, uh, like maybe if it was two people with, like maybe if it was, uh, if it was also a legless, uh, like a legless housemate, right? Like legless upon legless violence. Well, I'm just saying, like if it was, uh, like if it was that town in Florida where all the uh, where all the circus folks go to live, and there's that thing oh, where yeah. like the lobster boy yeah. lives with lobster girl, mm-hmm. uh, and he said, "Well, we've had our problems from time to time," and then he kind of like waggles his fins at the camera. So I'm just picturing something like that. This is like when What's It from Def Leppard got arrested for domestic violence, Rick Allen. And the cops went to the house to arrest him. And it's like he's only got one arm. And I had this whole, I don't think we ever figured out exactly how they handcuffed him. No, they handcuffed like the leg to the arm. Oh, yeah, we had this discussion a long time ago. But then how do they, and then does he have to hop out to the car? I don't know, maybe like the shackle kind of thing. What do you, you mean? know, they shackle like oh to your belt. Wrist. Like maybe yeah. they handcuff like the wrist to the belt. Mm-hmm. All right. So I said we had a taser watch and a half. So this is the taser watch. I mentioned early on. Uh, Greg can sort of illuminate the rest of this for us. I mentioned early on in the program that there was a particular street teamer who I will not identify, but everybody who works here will instinctively know to whom I'm referring. <laughs> there was a street teamer, and I predicted that it was just a countdown until that guy he went all observe and report on us and demanded that he get uh, like a taser or that he have some sort of weapon provided to him so that he could put down any uh, uprisings that might occur. You know, during the dead of night, what with the uh, you know what with the stress of the situation and all. I was thinking. There might be uh, might be a time when we need to instill order in the participants in this contest. So if I could get a taser, that would be fantastic. I just said like like as a goof, it's a gag. Greg, uh, would you like to tell everybody what you told me earlier? Well, apparently, uh, one of these street teamers did in fact bring a taser out there last night well for done. for on their own accord for security purposes. Way to skip the asking your boss step of that, by the way. To take the American initiative and just bring a taser with you. I, we- I car lot is scary at night, though. I was once a yard at a, a car lot. And, I, ca- and I had a bat with me. This is in pre-taser days. Was this a taser or a stun gun? Do we know? It was because the taser like launches the little thing. The stun gun is I, what Sarah has, I think. I have a stun it was gun. a taser, as far as I know. But there was also a security guard already out there, so this was an extra precaution. He's Fantastic! Back. All right, there you go. There's your taser watch and a half. Straight ahead, we will talk to Court and Fatboy. They are uh, live on the scene at Survive It and Drive It for Rock 101 KUFO at Dick Hanna Dodge. And uh, following that, Don Taylor from Movies.com. You stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. That was your taser watch for Tuesday. Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO. Indeed. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. It is Tuesday morning. It's 503. 
Uh, coming up at 740, we'll talk to Dawn Taylor. She has uh, news on DVD releases. Uh, we have Dax Holt coming up at uh, 8 o'clock for TMZ. Some point between now and 9 a.m., you're going to get a shot of Pearl Jam tickets. When you hear Pearl Jam, you can call her 10 at 503-228-4101. That is when you hear Pearl Jam between now and 9. You can score yourself a pair of tickets to Saturday's show. Tickets still available at Ticketmaster.com. Uh, you'll also get a copy of their uh, brand new CD, the Pearl Jam CD, Backspacer, if you win those tickets. And uh, a shot at Kiss tickets as well. More details uh, on that. In just a moment, we'll check in with uh, Court and Fatboy. They are on site at Dick Hanna Dodge for KUFO's Survive It and Drive It Contest. Tim Riley's tracking these headlines on your Tuesday. It's still looking bad. Oregon's unemployment rate climbs again. Scientists have caught a giant squid in the Gulf of Mexico. And the pharmacist said, and ended Nicole Smith's uh, final prescription, they're going to kill her with this. What, really? If that was actually the note? That's what he said. Ah, I see. Mm. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again. Rock 101 KUFO's Survive It and Drive It Update. Live from Decana Dodge in the giant Vancouver Auto Mall. All right, my friends, please give your attention to the voices of Court and Fatboy, who are on site at uh, Dick Hanna Dodge for KUFO's Survive It and Drive It Contest, where four unfortunate souls have been sealed within a metal sarcophagus called a truck. Uh, the last person out wins uh, said vehicle. All right, so what is the general tone and tenor of the contestants at this point? Well, uh, they were having a, a little nap a few minutes ago until uh, you know, we got Fox 12 out here, and uh, Joe V uh, walked up and, and smacked on the window a few times to get them to all wake up. Awesome. So I, I, think, you, I think you guys had about, uh, what, uh, 10 minutes rest? Is, is that about right? Actually, I got quite a bit of rest last night. Did you? Have, how did you guys fall asleep? Did you guys, like, just go ahead and say, okay, we're going to go to sleep now? Everybody quit, quit with the shenanigans, or was it uh, you just all just dropped off? Oh, no, I just went to sleep, even though they tried not to let me. Uh, and I heard that uh, someone uh, someone was making a lot of lo- a noise last night, and uh, some earplugs had to be fashioned. Uh, d- did everybody make p- earplugs? Oh, yeah, they, they worked great. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so um, <laughs> we are putting a call out, though, yeah. for um, people to come down and, and uh, interact. Yeah, see... I know there's quite a few listeners, um, d- despite maybe the nature of our music and how some people might have called it uh, devilish back in the early 80s, what with the long hair and the uh, the devil horns and the you know spewing blood while, while doing guitar solos. But times have changed, and I know there's plenty of people who believe in the Lord our God, Jesus Christ, or Jehovah, or Buddha, and um, there are plenty of people who would also like to uh, spread that message to people who are maybe too concerned with the material, too concerned with uh, the things here on earth instead of their rewards in heaven. And if there's anyone out there who uh, sort of spreads that word for a living, anyone who uh, you know spends a fair amount of their time trying to spread that word and teach about the joy and love of the invisible people in the sky, then I think you've got four people captive waiting to be taught the good word. And if you want to come down here and save some souls trapped in this truck... At a very loud rate of volume, yeah. directly into their upturned faces, waiting to join God, then please 
Come down here and do so. If you are a street preacher, if you are a legitimate preacher, if you are a preacher of any kind, proselytize, spread the word. Tell these people down here in the truck that they are selling their lives to Satan himself, and only the Lord Jesus can save them. So yes. you're pointing uh, out that this okay. is it's really more of so they, it's a captive audience for anybody. Yeah. Let's say if there's some of our talk about anything basically. Some of our missionary brethren who may be bicycling around right now wondering who it is yeah. that might be baptized into the warm embrace of Jesus. They've got four folks right there couldn't get away if they had to. Perhaps someone wants to like yeah. practice, like band practice or something. That's a great sure. idea. If there are Jehovah's Witnesses listening, if you want to bring down a personality test and you're a, uh, a Scientologist, mm-hmm. uh, some some people that you can induct into your uh, your religion this right down the, here in this truck. The easiest pickings you will ever have. You don't have to stand at the door and knock for five minutes, knowing that they're just hiding under the couch waiting for you to leave. They're here. This is really uh, something no, else. I'm just going to say this is actually. I think you've actually just uh, discovered some new fertile ground here because you think about all the people who try to come. Man, if you're like one of those uh, clipboard uh, clutching bastards on Hawthorne, you want to come and lecture me about uh, whales or some such. If you think mm-hmm. about any group of folks who has to talk to the public and where the public runs away. I would also point this out. I'm not suggesting anything about any of the contestants. I'm just saying, let's say you're a bill collector. Let's say perhaps you are a person who manages or um, uh, you are a person who manages or settles debt. It's entirely possible. I'm not saying likely or probable. It is possible, though, that maybe one of the folks in the truck owes somebody some money. Uh, and you, you know, you call their place of uh, work and they feign a foreign accent and they hang up the phone. So you're unable to really engage in any communication with them. Here they are, uh, ready to be spoken to. I don't think you are out of bounds in the least to suggest these people are used to the idea of incurring debt. They're basically sitting in a truck for two weeks for the opportunity to win themselves more debt. Debt on four wheels that they're going to probably have insane amount of problems crawling out from under. So you guys are going to be, uh, so you guys are there um, right now at Dick Anna Dodge. It's at the, the intersection of Fourth Plain and Automall Drive. And then uh, we'll be out there this afternoon. So we're going to be uh, mornings and afternoons, basically, until this is until they start to crack. Real quickly, before we uh, kind of wrap this up, two things. One, do you guys have a prediction about which of these uh, contestants is going to break first? I mean, just like in, in the sort of mentally snapping kind of sense. Um, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. How I, don't, I don't know. Yet. I mean, I think it depends on uh, when we all stop being nice and start hammering on them individually, because they all have their own individual weaknesses. For example, the cry- and I like that you guys um, still make the effort to remember their names. I like uh, the crybaby. I think um, you could nail by a. Uh, by going after her children, um, the racist, it's pretty obvious how you can go ahead and dig up under her skin. Uh, the bald dude so far is the the hardest one. I don't know how you can how how to get at that guy. He doesn't react to anything. He yeah. just kind of he's, he's very um, he, uh, you know one note kind of monotone mm-hmm. doesn't really react to anything. He's he's trying to sleep off as much as he possibly can. And, so. and Jingle Balls, I think, um, while being the most obnoxious and the most ready to play, I think is also probably the most to go uh, Ron Artest on people. Like he's <laughs> he's jacked up. He's amped he's ready to go and take it to people but if someone takes it back at him he might he might go so they've all got their individual foibles that that you can uh you can dig at with a shovel and a spade but um as far as predicting which one's going to crack first yeah something else i would like to encourage is uh the public uh may not know this we have two uh toilets down here uh two uh outhouses Mm -hmm. uh that are for the contestants but you know really anybody can use them so if maybe you've had a lot of mexican food (laughs) bastard uh, wow that is really escalating to a a, i would say an inhuman level well done sir we 
we need to escalate. We need to stop playing. I mean, it, this That's was funny. Awesome. Day one. This was a nice little novelty, day one. But it's day two, and it's starting to get tired and lame, and yeah. uh, we need to get this thing done. There Excellent. All right, there you go. Court and Fat Boy, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, by the way, can you verify for me that all four of those folks are awake? Are they, uh, are they all conscious? They are currently awake. They yes. are. Indeed. All right, excellent. I got a little something special we're going to do for them. All right, Court and Fat Boy, uh, they are live at uh, Dick Hanna Dodge uh, right there at the corner of Fourth Plane and Automall Drive in Vancouver. And this afternoon, I believe it is Greg and Tim who will be out there. Tim, Greg, is that right? Yes, that is correct. Are you looking forward to it with bated breath? I Indeed. am. We're going to have to outdo Fat Boy. Awesome. So uh, we have a little something that we have prepared. And uh, by the way, I would like to say that, um, you know, we here at the Rick Emerson Show, we may sound uh, occasionally brusque or, uh, or blunt. We may sound as though we are without conscience or souls, that we have no hearts, that we do not appreciate the emotional side of existence. And I say to you now, that is not the case, which is why we want to have this very special moment this is for Jessica and Katie. This is going out to Ayla, Brennan, and Elijah, the children of Katie and Jessica, respectively. Ayla, Brennan, Elijah, forced to grow up too soon with only a fading, distant memory of mother's face. A face now absent as the quest for mere material goods leaves a cold, empty space where her love and comfort used to be. I'd like to remind you children as you face this very difficult time and gradually forget what your mother looks like, it's not that mommy doesn't love you. It's simply that she loves the one in four possibility of winning a bright, shiny object even more. Whatever you do, I certainly wouldn't grow up bitter and resentful and use this as some sort of an excuse for whatever juvenile shenanigans you may someday engage in. That is a message of togetherness and love from The Rick Emerson Show. Back after this with Don Taylor. Stay right there. Just the other day, he said, thanks for the ball, Dad, come on, let's play. Can you teach me to throw? I said, not today, I got a lot to do. He said, that's okay. And he walked away, but his smile never did. It said, I'm going to be like him. Yeah, you know I'm going to be like him. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when. But we'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then. This is The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns on Rock 101 KUFO. It was really between Cats in the Cradle and that Butterfly Kisses song by Bob Carlyle. Oh, my God, I hate that song. Oh, how about Daddy, Don't You Walk So Fast? <laughs> Dear Mr. Jesus, Roses from Mama. All right, I'm going to rack up a whole series of uh, sad child songs. It's 503-228-4101. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's uh, Tuesday. Uh, Tim and Greg will be out at Dick Hanna Dodge this afternoon uh, for Survive It and Drive It. That is at uh, 4 o'clock, so you want to be uh, listening for that during the Court and Fat Boy Show. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Radio Program from Movies.com, our good friend Don Taylor. Hello, Don Taylor. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, thank you. I, uh, thank you for indulging us today. We had to... Uh, it's, we been a, it's been a crazy week. Had to get our chapin on here yeah. in the, uh, the last break. Any uh, advice for the folks who are currently letting the hands of time pass them by while sitting in a dodge um circus music in your head 
I find that always helps me pass the time. <laughs> like if you just sort of have a calliope sort of in your head just to sort of, uh, it helps the day slip by more quickly. Yeah, I started doing that when uh, I had to talk to people who were really annoying and they're talking to me and I just start hearing, dun, 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 you know, in my head. And now I, I just do that all the time. So when you were doing an interview with, and you and I were talking about Ron Paul supporters because they pitched us Ron Paul as a guest. Uh, and I actually went back and forth about whether or not that was somebody I could even bring myself to interview, like even as a gag. But you were saying that you would uh, you would interview people from one political party or another that clearly were crazy, at A, and B, were never going to win anything. And at a certain point in the interview, you had to restrain yourself from pointing out how nuts they were. And so at that at that point, is that when you like you would just sort of get the flute music playing in the back of your brain to distract you from it? It was no, because I could not distract myself at all. It was it took everything I could. I was like white knuckling it under the table. Really, it was one of the situations where I think these guys. Uh, Often they realize that people don't like them yes. and they can tell from the look on your face that you think they're crazy and vile. And so he started baiting me by asking me these questions like, well, what if your teenage daughter got pregnant and she could, was allowed by law to go to a doctor without getting you to sign off and you didn't have to find out about it? How would you feel about that? And it'd be like... I'm sorry, sir. I'm interviewing you. And by the way, we should clarify that we're not referring to anybody inside the truck as being vile and, and pregnant. I mean, not to the best of our knowledge. I mean, <laughs> the pregnancy thing, I mean, certainly we can't verify. Speaking of vile, and I know this is a weird uh, transition, but I'm about halfway through that movie you recommended last week, Dead Girl. And so Dead Girl is a DVD that you recommended. You recommended Dead Girl and Grace, both of which I have, by the way. I've got Grace sitting on top of my TV right now. Dead Girl is, and again, I, I haven't finished it yet, but it's about the two teenage dudes who discover a hot, naked zombie girl. And then hilarity and sex uh, ensue. And it's just, it's so, and even though you know what's coming, I mean, you could just see the plot unfolding in front of you. It really is just so off-putting in, in the greatest, most horrible way. So thanks for thanks for that. But thanks for putting those images in my head. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, what is out on the DVD this week? Um, well, uh, we have, uh, first of all, I because apparently my new shtick is to recommend uh, movies that have people chained up in basements. Because why not? Why not? Uh, there's a uh, movie out uh, called Adam Resurrected, directed by Paul Schrader. That got a very limited release. It played the film festival circuit. Um, uh, Paul Schrader uh, wrote Taxi Driver. He's directed movies like Cat People, uh, Mishima. Mishima. Uh, he did Autofocus, the yeah. movie with uh, about Bob Crane. That's the movie I was talking about where Greg Kinnear is Bob Crane. And he makes all the sex videos at home. And then sexy Bob Crane? Yes, yes, sexy yeah. dead Bob Crane. Yes. Uh, and then he's allegedly bludgeoned by uh, by a creepy sort of uh, pal of his, yeah. Yeah, uh, Paul Schrader is kind of the the master of the effed up just dark movie and he made this film it's based on a novel from the late 60s um it's about a man named adam stein played by jeff goldblum who uh is this brilliant comedian in pre-war berlin he had a uh, circus he was a magician and he's unable to save his wife and children from the nazis and the, the bulk of the movie takes place in 1961 when he's in a mental institution in israel which is set aside for holocaust survivors and he is having these sort of flashback memories as he's dealing with his issues to what happened to him uh, in the camp in which he ended up saving himself by basically serving as the pet, literally, like on all fours of uh, this evil commandant. This sounds like a real pick-me-up. This sounds like Defoe. Maybe just have people <laughs> over, make some Mai Tais, sit on the couch. Well, it, it is a, it, yeah, it's a very dark movie, but it's also, um, it, this is one of the, it, 
Jeff Goldblum has becomes kind of such a caricature of himself. It's easy to forget how talented he is. And he's very, very good in this film. So he's not doing that thing where he talks and then he just sort of is, uh, is stammers when he, when he gets to the end of a sentence. No, because he's doing a uh, thick German accent. Oh, so okay. I think, you know, he has to do it. But this is a movie that's, um, in a way, it reminded me a little bit, uh, only much, much darker of some of Fellini's films where you've got somebody who's going through a crisis, but he's having these sort of flashbacks slash kind of surreal experiences in his head of stuff that's gone on. And you got to love a movie that basically the climax is uh, Jeff Goldblum in clown face, having a nervous breakdown, then wandering out into the desert where he has a hallucination of Willem Dafoe emerging from a burning bush. You're freaking me out. That man. is you're, amazing. You're giving me like a mental collapse. Tim, I was this sounds like a sounds like a strange question unless you consider the sort of chain that this conversation has followed. Was it you that sort of, apropos of nothing the other day when we were in the office, made the observation that Anne Frank had the nicest toilet you'd ever seen? One of them. I mean, that was. I think it's because I, I think it led from the conversation about the guy who had Hitler's toilet or something, and it was like this whole conversation that was about commodes and World War Two. Like Tim was sitting, it, like it was painted in floral patterns. I always remember that. Well, you've got to make your house a home, you I suppose. In Amsterdam. Yes. Okay. So Tim was just sitting like in a chair in the office reading the New York Times, and he sort of puts down the newspaper for a second. And he goes. And Frank has the nicest toilet I've ever seen. And then he went back to reading. It was awesome. Now, was the floral patterns an after thing, or was it actually floral when Anne Frank was, was using it? Well, the tourists had told that this is all original and nothing has been altered. I went there to Anne Frank's house, and they have all the pictures that she stuck on the wall, but they're covered in plastic. Yeah, because people were taking them off mm. as souvenirs. Uh, is it just, I mean... It's, I, it's upset. It's, it's sad. I mean, it really yeah. is. You, you walk behind the bookcase and, and, the and bookcase up the stairs. The bookcase is still there. I mean, obviously, yeah, you don't go there and think it's going to be like cheery, but I mean, when you walk it, is there like a heavy... You can you know, feel it. There's that yeah. feeling in the air, that heavy can, feeling. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever felt that you mm-hmm. can feel. It's like a... And not just because it's a small enclosed space. There's like a vibe, right? right. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a... Right. Yeah. I think the only time I ever felt anything like that, uh, we say, just becoming like the biggest buzzkill ever, when I was at Ellis Island, man, Ellis Island had the weirdest feeling to it. That place... And I'm not... You know, I don't go on... I'm not a big believer in the hocus pocus or whatever, but I... But just... But there was the strangest vibe at that place. Ellis Island had a weird feeling to it. It was, it was very... Uh, it was disconcerting is what it was, the whole thing. So, speaking of strange vibes, yes, I'm. I know the other movie that's out on DVD uh, today. You should tell the uh, the good people about the other film that is available for purchase well, as of this morning. One of my favorite movies of the year so far, and I believe hopefully one of yours as well. Uh, Observe and Report, which is awesome, on DVD today. So, if you didn't get to see it in the theater, as you should have, uh, it gives you an opportunity to see it. Seth Rogen uh, as uh, a mentally disturbed mall cop. It is just, uh, it is such an astonishing film. I mean, it is, and I, I just raved and raved, and I pushed every single person I knew to see it in the theater when it was out, and, and I don't think any of them ever did, because they just, because I think, really, when, when the rubber meets the road, everybody was afraid it was going to be like the Paul Blart yeah. Mall Cop thing, or just a bad sort of, you know, a bad, terrible comedy that's kind of trying to be, uh, you know, Pineapple Express, but not really succeeding. I have to tell you this, it is so, no matter what you think it's going to be, no matter what you are prepared for, no matter what your preconceived notions might be about Observe and Report with Seth Rogen, which you really, really, really ought to see, there is nothing that can prep you for the experience of that movie. It, it, it is astonishing. Very rarely is there a film that literally leaves me with my mouth open and feeling like I am out of breath. But they do that great. What is that guy's name? Jody Hill? Because he does. Yeah. He's a guy that does Eastbound and Down. And he has this one sort of stylistic trademark where the credits or the, the opening title, uh, the title of whatever the work is, hits the screen in these huge, big letters. 
they do that at the end. They wait until the very end of observe and report for it to say, like, observe and report in huge letters. And it fills the screen. And by the time, and that's the last thing you see. And by the time the letters observe and report are spelled out on the screen, I mean, I was literally, I realized I was holding my breath I, and my heart was racing. I mean, it was unlike anything I have ever seen. It's it's mind-blowing. Yeah, I'm rarely surprised by movies anymore. And this one, not only just the entire tone, the theme of it, it's an aggressive black comedy with these moments of real truth in it that are mixed into this sort of broad humor. And it's, you know, with this kind of taxi driver, old yeah. boy kind of undercurrent kind of thing going on. And with this just shocking climactic act of violence that just completely takes you by surprise. It's 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 an excellent movie. And it, and, and, and and after saying all that's also hilarious. It is. It, it really is funny. But it's it's as I sometimes say about movies, uh, they are not effing around with this yeah. film. All right. Uh, real quickly, as we wrap this up, uh, we're asking everybody this. Do you have a we're trying to think of the most annoying, probably not even songs. I think there's a security guard out there that's going like to be sound, maybe playing terrible songs. Do you have an annoying sound? Because we're trying to find something to play at the folks today. The first thing, the two things come to mind, actually. Uh, one is uh, the sound of Mary Murphy laughing. She's a judge on So You Think You Can Dance. Uh, or that the scream, actually, that she she feels it necessary to scream every single episode. And it's just horrible. Mary Murphy. And then next one, I'd see uh, Glenn Beck doing anything. <laughs> done and done. Maybe we have a sample of that when we come back. <laughs> right. Straight ahead, we have uh, Dax Holt from TMZ, uh, Tim Riley as well. Don Taylor, reader at uh, movies.com or cinematical.com. All right. Thank you so much, Don Taylor, one of our very favorite people. The Rick Emerson Show continues next. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Stay right there. Don't go anywhere. This is The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. KUFO, Portland. Rock 101 KUFO's Survive It and Drive It Update. Live from Decana Dodge in the giant Vancouver Auto Mall. Good morning, everyone. We have breaking news. There has just been an automobile accident at Fourth Plain and Auto Mall Drive, just outside of Survive It and Drive It. Let's go now directly to Court and Fat Boy for the latest report. Uh, yeah, it appears that they, uh, a, a nice little red, I believe, a Honda, at least I think that's what it used to be. Uh, yeah, we, smashed, can't re- we can't really tell with the grill all bent in like that. Yeah, but. it smashed into the side of some uh, white car. I think it's a Saturn. Uh, and I, we're not 100% sure if we're the cause, if somebody was rubbernecking. Uh, but the, there was definitely a nice little smash between yeah. a couple of old people and a couple of younger ladies. And it fortuitously happened uh, in the middle of Joe V's stand-up. He's over here from Fox 12 Good Day, Oregon, uh, filming and watching some of our morons try to suffer through to win in this truck, and uh, while he was doing his stand-up, smash, bang, camera pan, um, it's on film. Yeah. Um, we're busy getting the video from over at KUFO.com. If you were watching this morning, um, you got yourself quite a pretty view. I believe it happened right on camera, right on the yeah. webcam. So the first vehicular uh, casualty... Thanks to Survive It. Well, I don't want to say thanks to I would to like to say on behalf of the Alpha Broadcasting <laughs> Legal Department, this was in no way caused by KUFO, yeah, any of our advertisers, staff, management, sponsors, heirs, or assigns. Listen, I, I would like for drivers in the area who are maybe driving by to come check out our morons here locked up in this truck to make sure that you are practicing uh, very good road safety and keep your eyes on the road at all times unless you are at a direct stop. And then you can go ahead and rubberneck at the uh, display of indignity we have trapped in this truck. Yeah, if you can't glance to the side and then uh, you know keep track of where the lights are at the same time, you probably shouldn't be driving anyhow. So yeah. um, just go ahead and remove yourself from the road. You uh, <laughs> you should spread the uh, you should uh, maybe should spread some sort of a, a 
rumor that the one of the cars was carrying like a toxic nerve agent uh, of some kind, or that, uh, or that the driver was speeding to get away from that Arrowhead project up there in the hill. I don't know what they do, but I saw, I saw <laughs> that they was trying to create a John Lee <laughs> trying to trying to create a window into other places. All right, awesome. <laughs> All right, Court and Fatboy, they are there at Surviving and Drive It, uh, where there was uh, just uh, some sort of excitement uh, in the one car hitting another car sense. That'll be up at KUFO.com here in just short order. All right, thank you, guys. There you go. Court and Fatboy, ladies you. and gentlemen, they are, at, they are uh, game day players. They've been there for a while. Seriously. I mean, I you know they were, uh, you know, I know they were going to be headed back here, I don't know, about 20, 25 minutes ago. They're still there. So uh, anyway. Way so to go, boys. You can go check them out. And then uh, don't forget, uh, Tim Riley and Greg Nibbler will be there this afternoon around 4 o'clock. I think Greg's going to get there. Tim will be there shortly after that. They'll be brought Broadcasting and doing some drop-ins uh, live during uh, during Court and Fatboy show this afternoon, four to six. So, oh, and by the way, I, we should issue an apology. I think uh, I think early on we made uh, some comparison. We were making the observation that uh, the Bobby, that the Fatboy sounded a little uh, a little bit like. No, uh, that was just not true. He doesn't sound at all like Glenn Beck. Somebody had noted, uh, and I think his name was Rick Emerson. Uh, the Bobby sounded a little bit like Glenn <laughs> Beck. Uh, that, that was a thing that. Uh, you know, that was a thing that I said, and clearly, you know, if you listen to Glenn Beck, Every time you people bring up costs, if you listen you to him when, he, uh, about the trillions of dollars when he's taking calls, the, you can uh, hear what uh, he sounds like right here. Get off my phone! No way. Get off my phone, you little pinhead! I don't care! So, when you hear Glenn Beck, and then you hear Fatboy, you can apology? tell that there is no way that you could ever... Wait, what? Really? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Apparently, there's the. Uh... Why are you people still in the truck? You don't no, even have an answer. You're no, looking at me, you little pinhead. And I've seen how two of you dress, and you obviously can't afford the payment. You people don't care about the trillions. <laughs> I know that for a fact. Three of you are going to lose. Get off my phone! Get off my phone! <laughs> Save us all the time. I don't want to be up at four in the morning. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I take that all back. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUF. Oh. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. This is the Rick Emerson Show. You're a piece of crap. I'm going to use you as a footstool while I read a book. On Rock 101 KUFO. It is the Rick Emerson Show. Hey, is it about time for you to pay another visit to your dominatrix friend? You know, I haven't hung out with her in a while. I bet I should. I think it's how she, uh... I was going to say she, uh... Okay. Can I say that? Yeah. Okay, she added me as a Facebook friend. Really? I didn't. Well, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, she added me as a Facebook friend. I'm just. Uh, it was, I didn't really expect it because I, I don't think I've ever met her. You've met her in person. Mm-hmm. She's very striking. I think I'd rem- so to speak. I think I'd. Uh, oh, I, I th- oh. <laughs> Rick Emerson, body uh, I think I'd remember that. Well, whatever. Anyway, uh, so she is hot and a dominatrix, and she added me on Facebook the other day. I was very excited. I was sort of flattered, actually, uh, that I just came in. It's like, you have Facebook requests. You get friend requests. And I went, and there she was. So, anyway. Well, yeah, it actually has been a while. It's been like six months. I think I'm due to watch somebody else get flogged again. <gasps> Here's what you should do. And we have, have gift certificates available? Like $40 off sale. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you get ten floggings for the price of five. Uh, one brief thought about that. The next time you go to see your dominatrix friend, the audience should get to vote uh, on some punishment that is inflicted upon the uh, the client. Okay. There well, you go. But each one's like pr- pretty particular. Like they, they all like to be shamed and beaten in their own certain ways. But what could be more shameful than to have total, the element of control taken away from you and give it, give it to some people who listen to a radio show? Okay, that's true. We're thinking about it anyway. Uh, it's 503-228-4101. Don't forget, we are going to be giving away a pair of tickets to see Kiss at some point before 9 o'clock. 
the dice. You want to be listening for the sound of Paul Stanley. When you hear the sound of Paul Stanley sometime before 9 a.m., you be called at 10, you win a pair of tickets to see Kiss. Uh, The Kiss Alive 35 tour comes to the Rose Garden November 17th. Tickets go on sale this Saturday at 10 a.m., but you will win a pair before you can buy them. That is not now. That is at some point before 9 a.m. when you hear the glorious sound of Paul Stanley. At the news desk, it's the glorious sound of Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning from the KUFO News Center in downtown Portland. It is now 8-26th, first day of fall. High temperatures today. How's your be... mouth working out over there? What was that? I don't know. My mouth closed before the words were done. It was just one of those things. <laughs> where you're just, oh, wow. your jaw and your brain weren't quite communicate. It, yeah. But that's what happens when your mouth closes too soon. Anyway, high temperatures today be about 95 <laughs> degrees. Okay. Well, this is kind of unusual. Sarah Palin is gearing up for a Hong Kong speech. She will be in Hong Kong to address 1,000 investors around the globe. It'll be her first speech outside of North America, and she'll talk about investment strategy. She knows they're not white there, right? Or possibly not understanding her. I just don't want her to be shocked. I, uh, I, I don't want her to, you know, I don't want her to be caught unawares by the fact that she might, uh, she might be speaking to people who don't look like her. But the thing is, she's talking about investments. Yeah, well. So does that mean Levi Johnston is a motivational speaker before her? I Here's the thing about Sarah Palin. you got to figure that Sarah Palin, I mean, she is just part of the freak show at this point. She's just entered the freak show continuum, which means that no matter what she does, no matter how skilled or unskilled she may be at any particular thing in her life, from now, I think, probably until, until you know the grave, she's got a certain market value, there's a floor b- below which her market value will never decrease. Just like Cato Kalin. You know, right now, Cato Kalin could probably find somebody to cough up a plane ticket and a thousand bucks to fly him somewhere. The freaking Dustin Diamond. Didn't we read he got paid like uh, three grand to do a one-night comedy show somewhere the other day? Oh, Didn't yeah. help. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, there you go. I mean, you know, you get a little bit of fame, you can milk that for all you're worth. Well, anyway, uh, we haven't covered this yet, but a pharmacist told Anna Nicole Smith... The drugs her internist prescribed to cope with her son's death were, quote, pharmaceutical suicide. This, in a stunning turn, the court papers filed by the state of California claim the psychiatrist Christine blah, 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 and internist Sandeep Kapoor uh, both are being prosecuted for their prescribing practices in the Smith case. They crossed the line by having sexual contact with Anna Nicole. Well, this is... Oh, hold on, this is layers of weird. So, A, I know it is. So the psychiatrist said, hey, these drugs are going to kill her. Don't you have to, like, and, uh, like and the internist. Yeah, don't, well, yeah, well, first of all, A, don't they have to tell people about it? They have to call the hospital or call the cops or something if you think a patient. Isn't that the deal with shrinks, Sarah? They have to tell you. Because they tell you that when you start a shrink session. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to go over some ground rules. If it seems like you're going to harm yourself or another person, I am uh, required to inform the authorities about Was she about humping that. her shrink or was she humping her pharmacist? That's a good question. Well, like it's, like it's it out of the, the question. It could have been both. This pharmacist was not involved in the humping. What about the shrink? That Was she humping her shrink? Yes. Oh, well, see, but that would be who you'd report it to. Therefore, she's not reporting to the shrink that she's humping the shrink. I guess that what shrinks do with their customers? Hump them? Yes. That isn't what I do with mine. No. Wait, what? I said that isn't what I did with mine. Oh, for a minute, you're, you're eating something. It sounded like that's what I'm going to do with mine. Like it was on your, like it was in your day planner for oh, yes. later on this week. Someday. Wait, are you going to a shrink at all anymore? Mm. No, I haven't actually for a long time. You oh, just did but, you ever officially break it off with the shrink that was that kept trying to that yeah, kept just artificially never, extending your sessions? Yeah, I just never went back. See, that's <laughs> that's the thing you have to do with her because she kept because you kept trying to end it and she wouldn't let you uh, she wouldn't let you out and yet kept saying like, look at this expensive Kindle I bought. Oh, Sarah, yeah. can we put you down for another schedule next week? 
Uh, so she you was help, nice enough. You help me with the sales on my boat? Totally. Yeah, I just ran out of things to talk to her about, and then she started showing me all the things she was buying with the money that I was giving her. While not letting you end the sessions. Mm-hmm. So you just, so you, uh, did she call and try to prompt you into coming back? No. Okay. Well, no, she... I mean, she called once because I, you know, she had forced me into scheduling one more And then you missed it. So I did, and I missed it, and like she called, and then I just never returned. Did you call. pay that? Yes. Okay, so, you, so you're free English. So she's not going to have any uh, reasonable uh, grounds to get in touch with you. It's like no, you have was, an outstanding debt No, that copay was well worth not being able to go again. That was my thing, too. Like that, uh, and having to deal with like the like having to reject her. Like, yeah. I would just rather be done with it. No, that's, that's some of the best money you'll ever pay is the money to settle a debt so somebody leaves you alone. No, I'm with you on that. All right, well done. Here's I don't money. know. I haven't had the shrink yet. I find it, well, at this point now, uh, now that, you know, with Greg here on the show, so Greg has never been. You've never been to a shrink, right? Is that true? That is true. I've never been to a shrink. What's wrong with you? So now we're, we're back to 50%. Hmm. Um, I'm just, you know... The, the, the show at Brick Emerson Show only half crazy. Uh, we have a sort of equilibrium, I guess, a tentative stasis at this point. Here's Tim Riley. Uh, representatives for David Hasselhoff are denying reports that an alcohol relapse led to his hospitalization over the weekend. His people say that a combination of drugs he was taking for an ear infection affected his equilibrium, making him stagger all over the place like a madman. The actor's ex-wife, Pamela, reportedly sounded the alarm when their daughter, Haley, called to say the former Baywatch star had been drinking. Paramedics were sent to the actor's home after she called. His reps say he decided to go to the hospital when the paramedics arrived, not because he was drinking, but to seek help for this balance problem. Well, I think he's on that antabuse stuff, which is what uh, antabuse makes you... It says antivert. Yeah, and so I think it's it, it, uh, if you for drink, it makes infection. you sick. Uh, well, well, see, I thought he was actually on. Let's see. Hold on. I have something here. We'll, we'll ask Dax maybe about that. But there's the an abuse is the thing that if you take it and you drink, you get really sick. But the thing is, you know, what they, what they always what they don't bother to point out is if you're just like completely strung out on booze, you'll drink anyway, which is what Keith Moon actually died from. Keith Moon died not from alcoholism, but from an abuse. Uh, he actually overdosed on that. So, I mean, really, and Hasselhoff seems like a gold medal drinker. I mean, he seems like that's his uh, like that is now his most demonstrable ability. He practices quite a bit. That's right, Tim. Well, it makes perfect. Scientists have caught a giant squid in the Gulf of Mexico. It's a rare find. They discovered it. Off the coast of Louisiana, the squid died when it was pulled to the surface. It was preserved and taken to the Smithsonian Institute's National Museum of Natural History for further study. The giant squid hadn't been seen since 1954. Scientists caught it while studying types of fish that uh, swim around the squid. How big was it, did it say? It was giant. It was giant. 20 feet well, the giant squid is one of those things that they never... It's kind of bizarre. It's sort of it's like... It's like Bigfoot with tentacles. But, but see, I was thinking about this the other day, actually. There was that... Uh, I forget the guy's name. I think his name was... Uh, I think his name was Bob Beeman. And he set a long jump record. This is one of the few sports things I actually know. Uh, it, that he sets... I think he's the guy that set the long jump record. He set some sort of a record that was considered, like, unbreakable. Uh, and nobody... You know, they didn't think anybody could do it. And then once he set the record... Then it's like within the next year, like three other guys do it. Same thing with the four-minute mile, actually. They used to say the four-minute mile couldn't be done. Years and years, decades went by. Nobody could break the four-minute mile. Suddenly, a guy breaks the four-minute mile, and then within the next two years, three other people did it. Giant squid. They said forever. You know, we've never been able to see one. We can't find them alive. You can only see them washed up. You're never able to catch one on camera. And then like about a year and a half ago, like some Japanese fishing guys catch a giant squid on camera alive. And then it just started happening like every month. So that indicates to me that they're uh, they're preparing for an attack. I mean, that's really the only conclusion. Let's do one more here, and then we will uh, take a break. Here comes the swine flu. There are four confirmed swine flu cases in Hillsborough schools. They affect the Glencoe High School, Century High, 
Imlay Elementary and Brockwood Elementary School. Gresham School officials reported last week that a child at North Gresham Elementary School also had the swine flu. Is Imlay School where they do the eaching tay? Sorry, never mind. That's a dumb joke. Forget it. Uh, it's the Rick Emerson Show. Don't forget, we're going to be giving away a pair of tickets to see KISS at some time between uh, now and 9 o'clock when you hear the sound of Paul Stanley. Uh, at that point, and not before, be caller 10 at 503-228-4101. You'll win a pair of tickets to see KISS as the KISS Alive 35 tour comes to the Rose Garden on November 17th. Be listening for the sound of the star child, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and uh, gentle folk as well, TMZ next. Stay right there. The Rick Emerson Show in mere moments. Only on Rock 101. KUFO. I'm sorry, I was distracted by a thing. Here's the thing I was distracted by. We should point out that tomorrow on the uh, Rick Emerson Show, we'll be joined by Ryan White, music editor for The Oregonian. Uh, We will be uh, questing for the worst sound ever. Tomorrow we're going to be looking for the worst sound in existence uh, to play for our fine friends in the uh, truck at Surviving to Drive It. Also, tomorrow we're going to talk to Al Jean, writer and executive producer for The Simpsons. I was just noting this, that Al Jean, he actually wrote uh, my very favorite Simpsons episode, which is called, I think it's actually pronounced Homer, but it's it's H-O-M-R is the name of the episode where they pull out the purple crayon and then Homer becomes smart again. My favorite episode ever. He wrote that by himself. Awesome. So we're going to talk to uh, Al Jean tomorrow. And we also have mystery guests tomorrow, too. And a mystery guest. Uh, Another thing at which we will excel splendidly. Such a splendiferous behavior and uh, achievements are fueled by, among other things, Viso. You can find out more about Viso at drinkviso.com. And in fact, right here, just... uh Right there, hold it. Just, uh, I'm going to take a swig of uh, crisp, refreshing. This is Dynamo right here, which is Concord grape and grapefruit. And it's doing that thing where it's. It, I had it chilling in the freezer, and now it's at room temperature, so it's got that nice this sort of condensation on the outside, and you can already sense exactly how cold. I mean, if I were like you sitting... You sound like a junkie. I'm just saying if I were in a truck, for example, on a day where it's going to be like 95 degrees, and I've been eating a lot of starch and hot wings, because that's what I do... Uh, you know, and maybe just breathing in the acrid, foul, rank odor of three other human beings in close quarters. I might appreciate a, uh, a swig of Viso. All right, hold on. Ah, that really is fantastic. It is the taste of quality, friends. Good and good for you. It's got your vitamins, minerals, potassium, calcium. It's made right here in Portland, Oregon. Find it in the cold section of all Fred Meyer locations, Plant Pantry 7-Eleven, or go to drinkviso.com. Viso, now with even more of everything good. The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to join us tomorrow when our guests will include Ryan White, music editor from the uh, Oregonian. We're going to have him put together the five most depressing songs ever. Top five most depressing songs. That might make you miss your loved ones. Um, yeah, it might cause you to reflect upon how you are spending valuable hours, days, perhaps even weeks away from those who you should be spending your time with. That's Little how ones. you prioritize you know, material objects of your family. That's right, Sarah, because material objects, uh, you know, they only decay over time, whereas... Your loved ones grow up faster than you might even believe possible. Uh, I was just saying, you know, how old is uh, Jessica's kid? Like a year? Yeah, but I mean, aging quicker every day. I mean, is that Think first step? Like the, the times that she's missing out on. When do kids start to walk, Greg? Well, I'm not sure when they start to walk. I believe her kid is six because I actually met uh, met her child. He's probably walking by now. Oh, though. he probably yeah. lost a tooth last oh, night. And there was no tooth fairy for him. Well, you and, are a bastard. You are a horrible person. Oh, I'm sorry. He was running around the kitchen. Yeah, I mean, school must have just started. I mean, these are the cherished moments when you first start in, like, first grade. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, Every day is a blessing. These times don't come back. <laughs> 
Yeah, so anyway, uh, tomorrow we'll be uh, counting out the top five most depressing songs. We'll be also questing for the uh, worst noise uh, ever, the worst noise on Earth. And we'll be talking to Al Jean, executive producer for The Simpsons, uh, plus mystery guest uh, as well. In a moment, we'll have the news desk uh, uh, return with Tim Riley. He will uh, tell you all you need to know in this fine republic of ours. First of all, we want to take a, a moment and speak with Dax Holt from TMZ. Good morning, sir. How are you on this uh, on this fine Tuesday? Things are going good. Just got done with the meeting. I'm kind of excited. I think you guys will like the show today. Excellent. I I have to ask you first and foremost something that I'm already excited about, which is David Hasselhoff. So David Hasselhoff is sort of uh, the uh, he's like the teetering, tottering, stinking gift that keeps on giving. Um, <laughs> there was this video that came out, uh, I don't know, maybe a year and a half, two years ago, where he was sort of on the ground drunkenly trying to eat a cheeseburger and failing. And now you fast forward to like today and apparently the same thing was happening so much, though, that his, that his daughter called. What, what happened? His daughter called 911 or she called the, the mom or what happened? Okay, so we got two sides of the story. Basically, a Pamela's camp is saying that uh, Haley, the daughter, the 17-year-old daughter, that was actually the one that filmed the hamburger video. Right. That she was with her dad. She called her mom and said, Mom, Dad's drunk again. And uh, Pamela called someone and 911 was called. That's basically what happened. An ambulance showed up, picked him up, took him to the hospital. And then the hop side, uh, people are saying that, no, 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 he had an ear infection. He had a combination of drugs in the system, like prescription drugs that were uh, just made him really dizzy. And so he went to the hospital on his own accord. Here's a question Why does David Hasselhoff uh, still have custody of children of any kind? <laughs> Because he needs them around to videotape him. <laughs> He's not able to hold the camera himself. It's too wobbly. Um, let's see. Uh, what else is going on? So, uh, uh, Khloe Kardashian. So, I'm so unclear about whether Khloe Kardashian is... What what happened with her with her wedding, with the sort of the wedding announcement? This It's going to happen on Sunday. She's okay. going to get married to Lamar Odom, the Laker player. I, I don't know why. I swear to God they've, been, they've known each other for like two or three weeks. And yeah, so we, was this something, was it her idea, or did he just no, get that on one knee and say, I can't live without you, Kardashian? We're, we're being told that this is his idea. He wants to get married before the, before the season starts up. And I guess they're inviting all the Laker players, the coaches, everyone. And so this is going to be all of the Lakers and the Kardashians in one spot. This is sort of like an event horizon of uh, of media good and bad waiting to happen. <laughs> I mean, it's just it is like a, a supernova of gossip. In one spot. Absolutely. I mean, everything might just reduce to some sort of a uh, tabloid singularity there. Awesome. It'll be Fantastic. a black hole by the end of Sunday night. <laughs> Seriously. All right. I know you got a, a busy day right now, so I'm going to let you uh, get back to it. Uh, Dax Holt, TMZ Television tonight, 11:30 on Fox 12. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Rick. All right, there you go, Dax Holt. <laughs> In the news with Tim Riley. Here, Barney from the KUFO News Center in downtown Portland. It is 8:50 and the first day of fall. As today will be in the mid 90s. Portland's unemployment rate is still going up, up, up. Now it's 11.6 percent. Now that's a six percent increase over the past year. 139,000 are without work in the metro area. Since January 2006, the metro area has lost 65,600 jobs, and that's a 6% decline. The state's unemployment rate went up to 12.2% in August. Many of those unemployed are returning to school flooding community colleges as they chase already depleted state grants. Meanwhile, new census data shows one in five Oregon adults was uninsured last year. That's 614,000 people without insurance. The best, part, I'm sorry. The, the best part about all of this is that we've got 
what, 12% are unemployed. We've got one in five who are uninsured, but now their solution is to force people to buy their own health care. Uh, clearly, that is one set of statistics not speaking to the other one as they are creating these uh, solutions. Well, to serve you better, Portland police are handing out business cards. They're hoping to improve their public image in doing so. Why not ask for yours today? Uh, my name is John. I'm going to be uh, bludgeoning you uh, this afternoon and uh, then taking you to the station house. We will uh, beat a confession out of you after slamming your junk in a drawer. Just, uh, it's good to meet you. Thanks. Looks like TGI Fridays is in for more closures. The Vancouver and Tiger eateries closed their door over the weekend. Now, you may no longer eat at TGI Fridays in Spokane. Blink-182 is donating funds to each of the burn centers that treated Blink drummer Travis Barker after his plane crash last year. He's back drumming with the band after a number of surgeries to aid his recovery from the burn suffered in the crash and is joining his bandmates in contributing $100,000 to various burn centers around the country. And a Politico, a website report, Senator Robert Byrd has been taken to the hospital this morning following a fall in his home. They describe the visit as precautionary. This after he's 91 years old and has been in ill health for quite some time. Robert Byrd is the longest-serving senator in U.S. history. Neighbors are reporting ambulances and fire trucks arriving at Byrd's home by mid-morning. By the way, and, and just for uh, for folks who were asking about this, I mentioned uh, I mentioned Judy Tenuta earlier, and somebody I think I think it, it was because we were talking about Emo Phillips for some reason, but somebody said why the Judy Greg Nibbler looks exactly like because him. <laughs> Nibbler looks a lot like '80s comedian Emo Phillips, not Emo Phillips now, but Emo Phillips like then. then. Yeah. So I had referenced Judy Tenuta, and then somebody said, "Hey, have you seen the Google trends for today?" So we're going to bring this all around, and we're going to get some closure here. I'm looking at the Google hot trends, these most searched terms on Google as of I don't know, this is like an hour or so ago. Google Trends include at number 20, Microwave. Number 25, Brett Favre, Find. Number 35, Halloween Costumes for Couples. Number 36, Heretic Skull. Number, and then, but then the weird, back to back. Number 64 and 65, Judy Tenuta and Spider Lizard. So there you go. Google Trends uh, for September 22nd, 2009. All right, we want to thank uh, our guest, Don Taylor from Movies.com, Dax Helt, uh, Dax Helt, Dax Holt uh, from TMZ, uh, also uh, Greg Kofeld, the owner of Hitler's Toilet. Join us tomorrow when our guests will include Al Jean, executive producer and writer for The Simpsons, also mystery guest and Ryan White from the Oregonian Plus, our hunt for the world's most irritating sound. Don't forget to listen to Tim Riley and Greg Nibbler this afternoon on the Court and Fat Boy Show starting at around 4 o'clock as they give blow-by-blow minute-by-minute updates uh, on the Survive It and Drive It contest, which is going on now. You can watch it anytime, day or night, at KUFO.com. Rick Emerson, show produced today and every day with the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon for Rock 101 KUFO. In the newsroom, it is Tim Riley. On the phones, Greg Spiewak, Nibbler. Uh, the front desk, uh, the gatekeepers, Dave Zinn, the webmistress, Bridget from upstairs, CBS Radio Portland Marketing Guru, and now Alpha Broadcasting Portland Marketing Guru, Susan Don't F With Me, Reynolds Executive Producer, Christopher J. Paddock, and uh, did I say gatekeeper, Bridget Buzz, wait, I think you got it. and there you go. And all of our wonderful engineers out. Um, and engineers on the scene as well for uh, helping us out with that. Thank you so much. My name is Rick Emerson. It's Tuesday, September 22nd, and that is The Frequency, Kenneth. See you all tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Watch out for snakes. Bye. Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area, your daily show prep is now concluded. Thank you for listening.